the advantages for the UK? I think there is all to play for from here. There will be some compensatory feelings on the side of those who have supported Mr Juncker, even though uh, it's clear he wasn't uh, the preference for many of the leaders, but they've worked with the system that there is, and that might therefore play to David Cameron's advantage. A Buckinghamshire pensioner who suffers from dementia has been found after driving to London from his home in Flackwell Heath. Police used ANPR cameras to track eight-year-old Bruce Adams' journey into the capital yesterday morning. He was found by Met Police officers yesterday afternoon. Anti-crime messages posted during the World Cup by Hertfordshire Police on Twitter have been taken down following complaints. The force chose to raise awareness about fraud when Nigeria were playing and drug dealing when Colombia were in action. More from Ben Nye. The message posted by Hearts Police during a Nigeria match referred to British nationals being increasingly targeted by scam artists operating in West Africa. A second message referred to illegal armed groups in Colombia being heavily involved in the drugs trade. Twitter users criticised the timing of the tweets and some of the content. Hearts Police have told us it was never their intention to cause offence, but following complaints, they thought it was best to remove the tweets. From today, more than 20 million workers in the UK will have the right to ask if they can work flexibly. Until now, only parents and carers were eligible. The request can be made once a year. Dolly Parton has performed to a huge crowd at the Glastonbury Festival. Dressed in a rhinestone-encrusted white jumpsuit, the country music legend performed many of her classic hits and said she didn't mind the weather. Well, I was a farmer's daughter. And I grew up in the country, so this mud ain't nothing new to me. In sport, Holland and Costa Rica are through to the World Cup quarterfinals. The Dutch scored two late goals to beat Mexico 2-1, whilst Costa Rica beat Greece on penalties after a one-all draw. The weather mainly dry and sunny with the risk of the odd shower this afternoon. A maximum temperature 21 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. So friendly and it's such a lovely, clean, safe place to live. It still retains a village aspect, which a lot of towns don't manage to. It's all about where you live. It's still got those old traditional, quaint sort of activities going on. And all this week, we're featuring Tring. It's just a lovely atmosphere, lovely feel. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Ain't this tour over yet? Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. If I'll be honest, we, we've all got that Monday feeling. It were, uh, I was planning on having an early night last night. I was in bed, get this, I was in bed at half past six last night. Didn't get to sleep till half past ten. Then I was woken up at half past eleven by a child who wanted a wee-wee. And it's Monday and, you know, we're back here and... Coming up, Thames Valley Police settles traveller row. Hertfordshire Police in a bit of a Twitter row. And Watford's Elton John. Watford's Elton John. (laughs) Local and vocal. Watford's Elton John says Jesus will be okay with gay marriage. And why I'm fascinated by fascinators. Give us a call, 08459... Four double five, five double five. If I'm honest, if I'm honest, I'm not really feeling it. I'm, I'm not really feeling it today. 
If any, any words of encouragement or wisdom you can give this morning would be gratefully appreciated. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Can I, men- can I mention this? I don't... I did a show in another... I did a show in Birmingham at the weekend, right? Okay, fine, that's great. They're all perverts up there. They're all perverts. The number of people... We spoke to a woman who drank her own wee-wee. The number of people who phoned up and said, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I I, I drink my own wee-wee. It's good when you've got a cold. What? Or they said they soak their feet in wee-wee because it, it keeps them warm. Or, or... We had, get this, Louisa, we had two people phone up and say, oh yeah, well, they, they, they wipe their faces with wee-wee as it's good for their skin. One, their nan used to wee on a rag and then wipe their face. This is true. And one, they'd get a dirty nappy, wee-wee only, and wipe their faces with it. It's good for their complexion. Are there any of you that would have done that? Oh, wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Bobby Womack died at the weekend. It didn't really mean much to me, if I'm completely honest. But all of the songs that have been played in tribute, no one's played this one. I love this.
morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio, 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. Now, an out-of-court settlement has been reached in the case of a Thames Valley policeman who is angry at the use of the word traveller. Traffic officer Jim Davis says the use of the catch-all term is discriminatory towards Romany gypsies like him. Thames Valley Police will now review uh, will now review its use of the word as part of the legal agreement. Well, Catherine's been looking into this. Joins me now, Catherine. What will this uh, review look into? Well, this is going to be an independent review into existing policies and procedures with a view to making sure that Thames Valley Police are fair to all communities living in their area, and stamp out any inadvertent racial stereotyping or outdated practices that might still exist. Now, Jim Davis, the officer who brought the case against Thames Valley Police, will be involved in this, as will the newly formed Gypsy Roma. Traveller Police Association. So what were the issues involved in this case that brought about the review? Right. Jim Davis is a traffic enforcement officer. He's of Romany descent and he told an employment tribunal that colleagues allegedly offended him by referring to Romany people as travellers. They Mm. see themselves as... a group apart from the travellers. Okay. He'd claimed that the term had become institutionalised at Thames Valley Police over the 20 years he'd worked there. Now, he also claimed that colleagues used another word, pikey, as a derogatory term for Romany people. Thames Valley Police argued that the use of the word traveller referred to the whole community and not just those of Romany origin. And how has Mr Davis reacted to the outcome? Well, you're going to be talking to his barrister later on, Jack Feeney. Um, He has told us that he's pleased with the outcome. The case against Thames Valley Police, says, was not driven by a financial motive and indeed no compensation has been paid out to Mr Davis. Now, he's apparently pleased that the force is reviewing the way it treats the Romany gypsy community and he hopes the move by Thames Valley Police will encourage other forces across the country to carry out their own reviews. Now, he also welcomes the decision by Thames Valley Police to create what's thought to be Britain's first Romany Gypsy Police Association. Uh, Thames Valley Police, are they as pleased as Mr Davis is with the outcome of this case? Well, they're glad that the case has not ended up in the courts and that a settlement could be reached between the two parties. They wouldn't speak to us or they won't be speaking to any of the media. It's been picked up by some of the national newspapers about this one because that was part of the settlement that was agreed between the two parties. But they say that uh, they're pleased that Mr Davis brought their, this case to their attention. I, I, I bet they are. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. It might seem like a tangent, but uh, it, it, there is a connection. The name Davis is the connection here. Tickets go on sale today for the Kinks musical. The Kinks musical. Right. I'm going to take my mum, I think. It's got really good reviews. Has it? Good, because yeah. I don't like these musicals that no. just an excuse for fleecing old songs. No, no, no. I think this is kind of in the style of the, um, what about the Four Seasons? Oh. What was that one? The, <laughs> the Sunshine Jer- Boys? The Jersey Boys. The Jersey Boys, Not yeah. in the style of uh, Mamma Mia. No, 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 no. awful. No, that would, no, that would be terrible. It, but the, so the tickets go on sale today, so I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, I think it starts in October. Mum's birthday's in October. Handy. In, in your face. Present sorted. Birthday present sorted in June. Uh, you talk about Mamma Mia. There's a new film, isn't there? Um, uh, is it called The Sunshine Boys? It's called The Jersey Boys. No. Um, it's about the Jersey Boys. No, no, not The Jersey Boys. Sunshine. Is it The Sunshine Boys? No, I don't know. Walk it, walking on Sunshine. Right. Starring um, the girl who was going to be the British Beyonce, but then never really took off. Shola Amma. No. Uh, Michelle Gale. Don't, because I... I, I, for some reason, I've done phone rings about car boot sales before, and the number of times people have phoned up and said they were at a car boot sale and Shola Amma was um, selling stuff. <laughs> like, honestly, I've had so many. Hey, phone- celebrities have got overspilled too. I know, but sh- I wouldn't know. What, a, I wouldn't know what Shola Amma looked like. She was sweet. No, um, Lewis. 
Lewis. Leona. Leona Lewis. She's done all right, you know. She hasn't. She's done all right in America. No, she hasn't. Yeah, she has. What? She's got um. She's got a new image in that, and she lives in America. Well, then, good. That's for her. doing all right, isn't it? That's 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 living all right. Uh, later on, after uh, uh, did you see any of the Glastonbury cover- no. coverage? No. It looked. I mean, I don't like watching parties. I'm not invited to. I don't like being invited to parties. Yeah, well. There so you. that's that. Uh, we'll, we'll be asking best gig you've ever been to. Mine is. I've been to some shocking dad gigs. What? 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 Well, I mean, my dad used to, and mum and dad used to take me to their their music. You know, yeah, so I've been yeah. to Genesis. <gasps> Wow. I've been to Paul Simon. <laughs> a wimbley, a wimbley. My first gig of my own choice, <laughs> my own going, <laughs> that wasn't Paul Simon. I know, it made me laugh, though. Was, was Crowded House, my dad sitting outside in a minibus reading a book. Oh, that's good. That's a good dad thing it's to do. It's a brilliant dad thing to do. Uh, yeah, I haven't been to any rocking, rocking sort of gigs, apart from Live 8, and that was just a kind of greatest hits of everyone gig, wasn't it? Yeah, that, that wasn't I, my choice. I was great Live 8. I was right at the front. Yeah, I was right at the back. I really need to go to the toilet. Yeah, I was in the gold. We had access to, to... I was using Johnny Vaughan's toilet. Good stuff, making poverty history, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I got my ticket for free. Yeah, you, you were the rich kids. <clears throat> yes, I... I, I won the, um, the SMS lottery. What does that mean? Yeah, you had to send a text, didn't you, for tickets? Oh, and that's how I got my ticket. Really? Yeah, say ticket. I might as well just have stood outside the park. Yeah, it was, it was a bit rubbish, wasn't it? I thought it was all right, but I did notice that um, when Snoop Dogg came on, all the women decided that was the time to go to the loo. Did Snoop Dogg play? Yeah. Didn't really see much of it. I was probably no. backstage in Johnny Vaughan's toilet. Yeah. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. In Milton Keynes, there are roadworks on the standing way at the Kingston roundabout, so expect delays there, especially at peak times. Also in Kingswood, the A41, we've got temporary traffic lights around the Grendon Road to build a new roundabout. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Hey up, Glossop! 6.15 It's Monday the 30th of June I'm Ian Lee, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio Thames Valley Police is reviewing the way it treats gypsy Roma traveller communities after one of their own officers of Romani descent sued them for racial discrimination David Cameron has insisted he can do business with the next President of the European Commission despite campaigning against his appointment. And anti-crime messages posted during World Cup games by a Hertfordshire police on Twitter have been taken down following complaints. The force chose to raise awareness about drug dealing when Colombia are in action. Hmm. Um, yeah, let's do this. BBC Three Counties Radio. Copa do Mundo no Brasil. Here we go to the knockout stages of the World Cup. The World Cup. Today at five, France against Nigeria. Then at nine, Algeria versus Germany. Brasil 2014. It is incredible. World Cup drama here in Brazil. Brazil 2014. Across the BBC. He's a real nowhere man. Sitting in his nowhere land Making all his nowhere plans for nobody Doesn't have a point of view Knows not where he's going to Isn't he a bit like you and me? Tough night. You don't know 
ever seen a cat when it gets into its basket, it'll turn and turn and turn and stick its paws into the bottom. Right, and it sounds when it gets on your lap and it sticks its paws into your legs because it thinks it's going to sleep on a snake. He's as blind as he can be Just sees what he wants to He thinks he's going to sleep on a snake. Dave Luton remix of Nowhere Man there. Did anyone pick up the subtle message I was trying to uh, convey? I don't know if you picked up the subtle message there, Justin. I enjoyed it. Nice subtle message. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, your show was at a different time on Saturday. It was, yes. How did it go? Uh, it felt a bit strange, but yeah. I enjoyed it, yes. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. It, it's like moving into a into a new property. Yeah. And that first day you think, oh, it's a bit strange. But then hopefully by uh, the next week you are thoroughly enjoying yourself. Did you have a wall of legends? Uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> a wall of legends. Just a wall to look at to inspire me. Listen, this World Cup, it's still dragging on. I think there's, a, I think I was reading online, there's another six weeks of the World Cup uh, to go. I think July the 13th is the final. Is anybody watching this? What? Did anyone watch, what was it last night, Greece versus Croatia or something? Uh, it was Greece versus Costa, Costa Rica last Begins night. Begins with a C, yeah, it's just as insignificant. I'll tell you what though, Brazil-Chile at the weekend on Saturday, that was probably the, the, the best game I've seen in years. The whole game was uh, was end-to-end, mm. penalty shootout, it was gripping. How can you not be into the World Cup? A celebration! Mate, it's a celebration of dullness and <laughs> horrible blokes, that's Come what on. it is. You are talking absolute nonsense. <laughs> Joe! Excuse me. Bless you. That's better. That's what I was waiting mm. for. No, absolute load of, old, load of old tosh. No. Now, the reason we're talking about the World Cup is not because we're, you know, obviously we're guys and we're having a little bit of World Cup banter. We're having ball banter. Can I stop you there for a second? Hello. I was talking about you down the pub at the weekend. Uh-oh. Yes. And um, Do I owe th- someone money? <laughs> you don't, know. Uh, the conversation came up again. How can any man mm. not be into the World Cup? I was explaining the situation about you, and they were just looking at me with, with this very strange expression. How can a man not be into okay. the World Cup? To whom were you explaining this? Uh, to a bunch of guys down the pub. Okay, a bunch of sad sacks. No, no, no. A bunch of guys with with very interesting lives. There will be. Okay, oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Watch the switchboard come alight, Justin. <laughs> You're not going to get with, any calls. With watch. No, with you're the, a one-off. No, 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 no. Well, in many ways, I'm unique, but. Yes. 
If you're a bloke who's not into the world, go- I hate this this uh, this stereo. Oh, you're a bloke. You've got to be in a you've got to be in a football. Otherwise, you're uh, you're a little bit uh, you know. But even my mum who hates football, she's into the World Cup. She no, it. it's a celebration. It's, it's once every four years. It's a celebration of uh, stupidity. No. That's what it's a celebration of: of stupidity, mm. of ridiculousness, of idiots. There's no, there's nothing to. You know, hey, maybe if England got to the final, maybe if England got to the final, yes. then you know, possibly there would be a little, a little bit of excitement. No, not not even excitement of interest. But hang on a minute, you said that no one would be, no men were into the World Cup, yeah? Mm-hmm. Say hello to Dennis. Go on. Hi, Dennis. Good morning. How are you, sir? Absolutely depressed. You've just said another six weeks of this rubbish. <laughs> six what? more weeks, and then Wimbledon's been extended by three weeks. I know. I know. What amazes what? me is that BBC have it on both the programmes at the same damn time. Mm. Would you do? You, would you have it off, Dennis? Would I have it off? And what you're talking about now? You're not being rude now. No, no, no. Would you? Would you like to have it off? Yes, definitely. Yeah. They ought to have a pro- <laughs> they ought to get a programme off for that only. I don't want to stop people watching and listening, but why to put it onto the popular... I don't know. So we've got, we've got five weeks... Wimbledon's been extended because of bad weather, so we've got five weeks of Wimbledon, another six weeks of the World Cup. I don't know where EastEnders and Coronation Street are. I'm not even bothered about them, but well, what I'm... Luckily, it's not, they're not spending my money. I couldn't care less. So would you like to have it off for the next six weeks, Dennis? I would like to have... Well, what's off? The television altogether? No, I would like to see ordinary programmes but why can't they have a programme specially for it on its own a different line a different line yeah put it on a different line Dennis great yeah, point yeah. Uh, okay so admittedly we haven't had any men phoning in Justin <laughs> saying that they uh, they don't like the World Cup but Dennis wants to have it off for the next six weeks yes yeah good point well said <laughs> so so childish we really haven't got that much in the show today that's why we're, we're dragging this out now something we have got is this story <clears throat> excuse me Carpenter Police, Justin, have come a cropper with what was supposed to be a little bit of World Cup Twitter campaign. It's like when your mum goes on uh, goes on the internet and g- tries to be cool and clever and ends up looking like a plum. Yes. First of all, the Hertfordshire Police sent out a picture of the Colombian flag with the message, Colombia face Uruguay in the FIFA World Cup to report drug dealing, visit, and then they give out a web address. But then, but then when they attempted to send an equally snappy tweet about the Nigeria game alongside an anti-fraud message, uh, they got complaints. We'll be speaking to one of the complainants in a bit, but Justin, what exactly is going on? It's incredible, this. Absolutely incredible. Um, the message posted by Hertfordshire Police during Nigeria's match against Argentina referred to British nationals being increasingly targeted by scam artists operating in West Africa. Uh, the force says the scams can cause great financial risk to the victims and, and offers advice to protect themselves. Uh, a second message refers to illegal armed groups in Colombia oh. being heavily involved in the drugs trade. Uh, it's linked to an appeal for Hertfordshire residents to help the police over drug misuse and drug dealing in their local communities. Now, these messages linked to football. Oh, OK. Now, what's been the response from Nigerians and Colombians on Twitter? Well, they are furious uh, with the timing and the content of these tweets. Uh, they can't really understand why Hertfordshire police chose to, to link their countries with fraud and drug dealing during World Cup matches. Uh, Bucky Olawollen, who's a Nigerian and ex-Tory councillor for Well in Hatfield, uh, said on Twitter as well that, I assume there has been a mistake somewhere. Nope, no mistake. Um, he said they won't intentionally aim to offend on a 
day of celebration. You will be talking to him live after seven this morning. Another Nigerian said, is this supposed to be a joke? No, it wasn't. It was real. Uh, Hearts Police, they eventually replied to the criticism. They said the messages were based on research they did into crime into different countries and areas where it was high. In uh, response to upset Nigerians, Hearts Police said on Twitter, the tweets referred to scam arsis operating in Western Africa and not Nigeria specifically, which is very nice of them. Uh, they also went on to say it was never their intention to cause any offence, but of course they have done. What do you reckon, Justin? Offensive? Yeah, it just seems very, very strange. Uh, when I heard about this yesterday, I, di- I didn't see the tweets myself on, on Saturday, but when I heard about it, I just think the, that the timing is, is very odd. We're talking about football here. Uh, it is a celebration, and to link a country to crime during a football match just seems very, very odd. The tweets have been taken down, haven't they? Yeah, our reporter, Matt Lockwood, he spoke to Hearts Police yesterday to to bring this to their attention. The officer on duty contacted one of their off-duty press officers. She then called back to say the tweets would be looked into. We then got another call from the press office later in the afternoon to confirm that the tweets had been removed. Now, we wanted to speak to Hearts Police this morning, but surprise, surprise, Ian, they have refused to appear on your programme. Man alive. Mm. Justin, very quickly, I know we're going to send you out on two things. One is the best gigs after Glastonbury, but also... Uh, I saw Elton John at the weekend talking about this. It's in some of the papers. He reckons Jesus would be okay with gay marriage. Yeah. It always, I always get surprised when, or, or confused when people say, oh, no, Jesus Je- Jesus would like it. Yeah. Well, hang on a minute. How do you know? <laughs> a, he, he may or may not have existed. And B, if he did, he died about 2,000 years ago. Yeah. Could you pop out and ask people if Jesus would have been okay with gay marriage? Absolutely. No problem. Justin, thank you very much.
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the speed sensors, major routes starting to build up now. On the M1 London bound, things looking busy between Junction 14 for Milton Keynes and 13 for Bedford. Also starting to look slow between Junction 10 for Luton and 9 for Redbourne. The M25 anti-clockwise also busy between Junction 21 for the M1 and 18 for Chorleywood. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Thames Valley Police is reviewing the way it treats gypsy Roma traveller communities after one of their own officers of Romani descent sued them for racial discrimination. David Cameron has insisted he can do business with the next President of the European Commission despite campaigning against his appointment. And anti-crime messages posted during World Cup games by Hertfordshire Police on Twitter have been taken down following complaints. The force chose to raise awareness about drug dealing when Colombia were in action. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Holland and Costa Rica are through to the World Cup quarterfinals. The Dutch scored two late goals to beat Mexico 2-1, whilst Costa Rica beat Greece on penalties after a one-all draw. The two will meet in the last eight. Today's last 16 matches are France against Nigeria at five and Germany versus Algeria at nine. Luton Managing Director Gary Sweet says the money from the sale of Andre Gray will be reinvested into players and training facilities over the next two years. Gray has joined Championship side Brentford for an undisclosed fee. The Hatter say there will be a healthy sell-on should he leave the West London side. Andy Murray faces South Africa's Kevin Anderson in the last 16 at Wimbledon today. Murray's match against the 20th seed is second on centre court. His mum Judy says the champion is looking good. He's been very relaxed but very focused on the court so it's a good combination and uh, the, the main thing in the slams is not to waste any extra energy in the, in the first week because obviously to win the tournament you need to win seven matches in 13 days so you need all your energy for the, the latter part of the tournament so so far so good also today top seed Novak Djokovic plays Joe Wilfred Songa but Rafael Nadal and Roger Federer don't play until tomorrow Harfordshire's Jodie Williams missed out on the sprint double at the British Championships in Birmingham she was third in yesterday's 100 metres after winning the 200 metres on Saturday and Harfordshire's Olympic track cycling champion Laura Trott won the British Road Race Championships oh just absolutely incredible like I woke up this morning and I was thinking I really really wanted to win but to try and beat somebody like Lizzie said is such an ask and she's been going so well all year and I just thought I just really don't know how we're going to do this as a team but obviously we had a good strong team and everybody played their own part in it and it all came together. And in cricket's minor counties championship, Hertfordshire resumed this morning on 57 for three away to Staffordshire that's in reply to the home side's 315 all out. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at seven. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Ooh, Radio. Yeah, yeah. That's what I say. I say, yeah, yeah. I'll be honest, slow news day today. Yeah. The paper's really very, very little. Dolly Parton is uh, splashed across the front. And I like Dolly Parton, but I think yeah. she'd get on my nerves if she was my friend. All right, we're talking about the best concerts you've ever been to. I went to a Dolly Parton concert. Weren't that good, actually. Oh, don't tell me that. Weren't that good. I spent a fortune on the tickets. She mimed for some of it. Oh. She mimed. I think she mimed Little Sparrow. Um, 
Yeah. That's a really slow one. She could manage that one, surely. Yeah, but she it was a, it, I, very disappointing. I'm very excited uh, because on Thursday I've worked out the date and I've now got the tickets. They are hidden somewhere in my house. I'm not saying where. Monty Python. Thanks. Good story. Monty Python! You're not going! You're not going. I am going. You're not going. I am going. But what I'll probably do is buy the DVD. <laughs> Yep, yep. And see them. Uh, yeah, I'm, I, I've got terrible seats, if I'm completely honest. I'm still tempted to go to one of the cinema screenings. If what, any, instead? As well. Oh, right. If there, if there are any... T- if I, I'll have a little look when we're... I'm going to play a long record next, so I'll have a little look online. See if there are any it, cinema it screenings. It can only be a disappointment, can't it? Yeah. You know, I don't want to rain on your expen- no. expensive parade. It's going to be rubbish. It's going to be a massive letdown. Oh, uh, listen, I'm totally set up for um, very low standards. My sights are set... Down Saying there. that I've got a weird crush on Michael Palin, so I'd still go. If, he is, I got if to, someone had a spare ticket, someone was asking, I'll probably still go. No, I mean the the, the third ticket I've got, I'll I'll, I'll find someone to um, to give it to. I may not even bother using it. Um, oh. Wowzers! Um, but you don't want to go. It's going to be disappointing. Rubbish seats. You won't see them. It'd be rubbish. Yeah, something but, funny. You know, I'll keep your company while you get disappointed. Nah, it's all right. Going to go with my sister, and uh, we'll have an empty seat. We can stretch our legs out on, put our chips on. Oh, very, very excited. But you're uh, going to get a foot long. <laughs> I love a, I love a foot long. I think love. they do them there, but they're really expensive. So make sure you take more than a tenner. Elton John, Jesus would back gay marriage. I watched take that with one of those when I was um, very pregnant and it took me a long while to get through it. It's not the sort of thing you can eat during a concert, I don't think. Like a music concert, a foot long. Elton John, Jesus would back gay marriage. I didn't realise Elton John was a clerical man. I, um, I'm fascinated by Elton John. I've never been a massive fan of his, although I saw him do uh, a little kind of secret concert in uh, a church once and it was, yeah, it was entertaining. He's a talent... He's a talent, there's no denying He knows how to put on a show. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like it now that he's... I liked his early stuff before he started to get really... Ho, ho, ho. I like... I'm still standing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Have we got that one? Because I fancy Yeah, I that. think we have. I'm, I'm still, still like, standing. Denied a passenger. Who wanna get on? That one, when he was a bit more fun. Yeah. Um, I like Goodbye Yellow Brick. Row, whoa, whoa, as well. It's no sacrifice. See, that's when he, I, I, he lost me. Sacrifice. Sacrifice. Oh, I think we got some. We got some cracking out on John's. We got. Uh... Yeah, but he's quite horror, horror, horror in this one. Yeah, this is this is. No. Don't like this one. No. Um. Okay, we got. Uh... No, I don't really don't like this one. Okay. That bit, bit poncy. Yep, my mum used to sing that to me. Oh, oh, this is with blue. Yeah, best gloss over that. Yeah, I know. Oh, hang on, hang on. shut up. Let's have a bit of this. Yeah. Anyway, we'll talk about John and gay marriage in a minute. Let's have a listen to uh, the master singing the gospel. Better than I ever did Looking like a true survivor Feel 
Anyway, he fascinates me to look at. Remember like, when he was born? I like his um, mind and mouth connection. In, in what? Uh, in that he says exactly what he feels like and doesn't care. Yeah, he he, um, <clears throat> he looks like um, he's he's hard work. I've heard. Yeah. This this secret gig. I'd I like went him to, to be my friend. I wouldn't like to get on the wrong side of him. This secret gig I went to. I um, spoke to people who were backstage with him, and he almost didn't go on. <laughs> and then he was only going to play five songs, and then he loved it, and so he stayed out there all night, <laughs> rocking away, rocking away. That sounds about right. But Elton John says Jesus would back gay marriage. Jesus Christ would have been a supporter of gay marriage. Sir Elton John is clear. I never get it. When people of faith or otherwise say, ah, but Je- ah, but Jesus would have liked it. Well, you don't know. He's a dead... It's like when they talk about any dead person, that's what he would have wanted. Do you think he would have been a bit old-fashioned, you know, like our granddads? Jesus? Yeah, you know, would he have been, oh, what's Jesus going on now? What's that? What's a television? What are you talking about? No, what are you watching that for? What he, are you doing that for? No, Jesus would know what a television is. He would know what everything is. He's Jesus. Mm. He would, wouldn't he? He would. We're assuming he's lived all the way through the ages and seen the natural progression of things, rather than popping back. Well, no, but Jesus sees everything now. All right, yeah, okay. So Jesus knows what a computer. He knows what an Apple Mac is. Do you know what? I think it's because people who believe he in might Je- struggle with an iPhone. Mm. People who believe in Jesus think he lives in their heart, and so they think that he knows them well enough to understand what they're driving at, and would agree with them on most things. The musician Elton John, not Jesus, who plans—I mean, I don't know, maybe he was—who plans to marry civil partner David Furnish next year, said Catholic rules. About time, really. How long have they been together? How many in, kids? Living in sin, more ways than one. It's a joke, for goodness' sakes, guys. Come on. 
Dave, who plans to marry David, marry David Furnish, uh, said Catholic rules preventing gay clergy from marrying and requiring celibate priests were old and stupid things. Oh, hang on, this is different. Yeah, so he's... OK, so we've got two things here. Uh, he said, Times have changed. If Jesus Christ was alive today, I cannot see him as the great person he was, saying this could not happen. He was all about love and compassion and trying to bring people together, and that's what the church should be about. So there's, there's a couple of things here. Right, would Jesus about gay marriage? Well, I don't know. Elton John seems to know. Let's hear your thoughts, please. Um, and he also says that um, uh, gay clergy should be allowed to marry and priests shouldn't be celibate. celibate. So all clergy, in other words. Well, they're not all gay. No, all clergy should be allowed to marry is what you're saying. Yeah, and, and, and clergy can marry, can't they? But they well, can't no, have not, it. not Catholics. They can't have it away. Catholics not marry. No, no, no. <sighs> when I was a little girl, there was a girl down the road from me, Patricia. And her Hello, dad, Patricia, if you're listening. She won't be. She's in Manchester, probably. She can listen Although a lot the... of them ended up moving to London. Yeah, you're from up there. Yeah, but that, yeah, we moved because of my dad, though. Well, she may have moved because of her dad, though. Don't think so. Might have. You don't know. You're making assumptions about anyway, Patricia. Anyway, her dad was... A Morning, f- Patricia, if you're listening on her, the podcast. Her dad was a former Catholic priest who decided oh. to chuck it all in because he wanted to be a family man. He divorced God and he married a bird. Well, I think he still probably believed in God, but he just couldn't <clears> be a <throat> priest anymore. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. What do you think about Elton John's latest rant? It does strike me as a bit odd. Can I, I'm just going to say... Uh-oh. I grew up Protestant, so, you know, this is laying the cards out on the table. It strikes me a bit odd that Catholic priests have a say in the way people, you know, run their marriages when they've never been married themselves. They're just passing on the word of God, though, aren't they? They've got the instruction book. The Bible. And they are passing on... They are passing on those instructions... With clear heads, because they've not got... A teacher doesn't need to be a a geographician, a a geographist, to teach geography. Should be, though. Be better if they were. Would help, but they don't need to. Be better, though, wouldn't they? A a physics teacher doesn't need to be a physicist. We found out that my physics teacher didn't didn't pass his GCSE. Didn't believe in physics. Didn't pass his physics O-level. That undermined him massively in our eyes. So that proves my argument. Exactly. Be better if they did. So do teachers just do teachers don't know anything about what they're teaching. They, they should. No, well, but they just know that chapter because yeah. they've read it the night before. Be better if they knew that. So teachers, do they know anything about what they're teaching? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. My sister taught Italian and she only spoke very very basic Italian. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the way it is, but the way it should be in an ideal world is that you're expert, surely. Well, someone who is an expert. Gloss up. Hello. You're an expert on the travel, isn't it? Oh yeah. Go on, tell me, tell me, tell me. Um, okay, okay. Let's let's put it to the oh, test. No. Yeah, go on. <laughs> Name your top three motorways. Oh. In reverse <laughs> order, please. <laughs> well, I mean, I think about this a lot, obviously. Of course you do. So uh, it's actually a simple question for me. Yeah. So I number three, your third favourite motorway. <laughs> um, well, it's got to be the M4. No, that's my favourite one, probably. Oh, you've ruined the countdown, you muppet! OK, uh, no, M4 is my third favourite. Right. Because, uh, you know... Yeah, OK. L- great. A lot of good memories. Yeah, second favourite. Um, M1. Oh, that's your second. What's it going to be? What's it going to be, Glass? Um, and then the best one yeah. is got to be the M... Oh, gosh. 25. You can't mean. say that. That's got, rubbish. She hasn't got a clue what she's talking You're right. They need to know what they're talking about before they come and bang on about stuff. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
On the M1 London bound, building up at the moment between Junction 14 for Milton Keynes and 13 for Bedford. Also slow going between Junction 10 for Luton and 9 for Redbourne. The M25 anti-clockwise heavy going between Junction 21 for the M1 and 18 for Chorleywood. On the speed sensors, the A1M southbound also looking slow around Junction 7 for Stevenage. Public transport, no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Alice. If you want to give us a call with your favourite motorway, 08459 455 555. Can we send Justin out? To, uh, to do a Vox on what's your favourite motorway. I'm sure we can. I can just imagine them going up to people. Good morning, sir. I'm from Three Counties Radio. What's your favourite motorway? Sorry? <laughs> your favourite motorway? Uh, M1? Thanks very much. Yeah. We, let's, let's, let's send the boy out again to do that, shall we? It's 6.46. It's Monday, the 30th of June. Hang on. January, February, March, April, May, June. Last day of June. Yeah, July tomorrow. Sorry? July tomorrow, all Thank, day. Thanks very much. Uh, <laughs> these are your headlines <clears throat> on BBC Three Counties Radio. Thames Valley Police is reviewing the way it treats Gypsy Roma traveller communities after one of their own officers of Romani descent sued them for racial discrimination. David Cameron has insisted he can do business with the next president of the European Commission, despite campaigning against his opponent. And anti-crime messages posted during World Cup games by Hertfordshire Police on Twitter have been taken down following complaints. The force chose to raise awareness about drug dealing when... Sorry, what are you doing? Scribbling. It's quite. You're, you're just drawing around a bottle of water mm-hmm. in an advert. Yeah. It's quite. Mind your own business. Read that. Mm, dearie me. Beds, hearts, and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello there, quite a decent day today with uh, lots of sunny spells around. So it will be cloudier at times, uh, but largely dry. Just a ch- small chance of uh, a shower here and there. And that will be mainly this afternoon. They should be quite light where they do fall, though, and fairly short-lived as well. We're looking at highs about 18 or 19 degrees Celsius. And tonight, a fairly cool night under largely clear skies. There will be cloudier moments and just a low possibility of the odd light shower. But for many, it will remain dry, with temperatures down to 10 or 11 degrees Celsius. Tomorrow another bright start to the day some sunny spells around a little bit cloudier come the afternoon we are, we are looking at highs of 19 or 20 degrees celsius though and things are hotting up as we head through the week so by wednesday thursday we could be challenging the hottest day of the year so far that's your latest forecast Every weekday morning from nine. Good morning, welcome to the JVS Show. Your local stories. Have you had to rebuild your life after being a victim of crime? Do you think it's inhumane to keep people in prison for life? Do you think that immigration needs to stop? Your local life. Why do 70% of this country feel immigration is wrong? We've actually got an open doors policy. I am just so angry listening to some of them people. What the government are doing, they're starting introducing American type sentencing like 200 years in prison. The JVS Show. British people are not xenophobic. Weekday mornings from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio.
are 12 years ago to the very day that we lost Whitney Houston. What? I know she's dead. It's not 12 years. Something like that. Um, I like this bit best. Shush. She was so... Oh, my gosh. I'm doing that bit with a perm. Wow. That's, um... She had very busy lips, didn't she? (laughs) Yeah, she did. She did. She did. She was so fresh-faced and full of vitality then when she was young. I loved... I like that, that. I like early Whitney. Yeah, I like I like, I like Lake Whitney too, but it got a bit. Sad, I preferred it? Curly Whitney. Oh um, eight four five nine four double five five double five. What was your favourite Whitney, Lake Whitney or Curly Whitney? Your your choice. What was your favourite Whitney, Just? Oh, Curly. Yeah, to be. definitely Whitney, the Blue Album, nineteen eighty seven. Oh, the little what vest, an album. The yeah. vest, the vest. Oh, the oh, yeah. vest. <laughs> the vest and the curls. Now I remember. Yeah, beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> beautiful Whitney, and uh, by the end, not quite so. Uh, Sad Whitney. Yeah, it was very sad Whitney. Beautiful Whitney, sad Whitney, curly Whitney, late Whitney. You, mm. you make your choice. Mm. You pay your money, you takes your choice. Phone in now. 08459. Four double five five double five. Thank you very much indeed. Now, Justin. Yes, boss. Uh, you've, you've done a little Voxer, so we've got something else we want to send you out on in a bit. But mm. what, what have you been out on the streets? What, you've been pounding the streets. Yes. What have you been getting? I've, I've taken it to the streets. Uh, yep. The best gig ever because yep. Dolly Parton, of course, uh, she played Glastonbury over the weekend. Yep. People raving about this, saying it was the, the best gig ever well. uh, on the front pages of, of some of the papers this morning. So I've been out and about early this morning asking people yep. about their number one gig. Here's what people had to say. Just press play. Huh? Press play. Oh, I'm sorry. You too. Whereabouts? In France. In France as well? Yeah. Why France? Only place to get tickets. (laughs) How good was it out of ten? Brilliant. Nine nine and a half. Maybe the ten. I would say the ten. And who did you go with? Four of us went. That's a fantastic story. Thanks so much, sir. It was Queen of Paul Rogers for me. Um, Brilliant gig. It was uh, about four or five years ago. Yeah, it was after uh, Freddie had died. It was... um, They'd done a research gig. And the best thing about it was I'm a massive Freddie fan. And he just came out and said... Look, I'm not trying to beat Freddie. I'm not trying to beat him. I, I, I'm just trying to sing the music he wrote, and it was, yeah, it was fantastic. Ever the place was sold out. Brilliant. The number one concert for you, sir, would be U2, Dublin. You're the second person to mention U2. Yeah. What is so good about U2 Live? Best band in the world. Live is unbelievable. CDs are good, but live you can't beat it. Bernard, you are so lucky. You have seen Diana Ross live. Yes. Where but was this? Wembley Arena, but. It was the day after she had an atrocious concert the day before, and we all went in thinking it was going to be the second half of the atrocious concert. It wasn't an atrocious concert. We were just very young, very cheap, and we're sitting right at the very back. It could have been anybody on the stage, but we knew who it was. Wow. I mean, that, that's something to tell people down the pub, that you've seen Diana Ross live. Not many people have seen her live. True enough. Wow. Fantastic. Thank you very much. You're, you're more than welcome. Catherine, you noticed something about those U2 fans. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Neither of them had any teeth in, did they? <laughs> Very true. Can I tell you? Okay, can, I, can I tell you the worst gig I've ever been to? Go on. It was you two. <laughs> no, I, I saw you two at Live Eight. Um, I was near yeah. the back, and it was the only one I could hear properly. I thought they were brilliant. No, I went to see Cat Stevens, Yusuf Islam, yes. uh, in like a little comeback concert, the Shepherd's Bush Empire, celebrating 50 years of Island Records. Right. So he was the, the main. It was the first gig he's done in years, and then before that, some African fella came out and did some. He's really, in the door. 
I don't know. He was good at Live Aid, wasn't he? I don't know. Some African fella came out. He was rubbish, right? Absolute rubbish. <laughs> and he was going on and on for ages. And then he said, right, I want to bring out some special guests. And we're going, oh, flipping it. Bring Cat Stevens on your Muppet. <laughs> and he brought out um, uh, uh, Bonio and The Edge, isn't it? Oh, wow. And they came out. And so we've got, we got this African fella who's rubbish. Yeah. We've got half of you two who are rubbish <laughs> singing Bob Marley songs who, get it, was rubbish. What is that? And the about? whole of Shepherd's Bush Empire went mental. And me and my wife are going, oh, for goodness sake, get less, less. <laughs> Absolute rubbish. Listen, Justin, two things. Yes. Busy morning for you this morning. Yeah, come one, on, boss. Well, okay, three Hit things. Me with it. Come on. Well, three things. One of them is a Costa run. Thank you. It's yes. appreciated. Yes. First thing is, Elton John reckons Jesus would be all right with gays getting married. Elton. Elton. Could you go and get the word on the streets if they agree? Yes, yes, Can we absolutely. use the uh, term Watford's Elton John, please? Watford's yes. Elton John. Local and vocal. Yep, no problem. And secondly, could you ask people what their favourite motorway is? Favourite motorway? Yeah. Right. OK. What's your favourite motorway, Just? Um, the M1. Paul use Clark? it every day, yeah, you know, in actual fact, that's quite a good phone, yeah. Yeah, it's not, it. yeah, 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 yeah. M1 is one of my least favourite motorways. Why? I just, it, it's, uh, the speed variations, the, the closing lanes, opening lanes, there's nothing wrong with the good old M40. I like the no. M6. M6. When we hit the M6, I know I'm near me grands, there's going to be biscuits and cake aplenty. The reason I'm not so keen on the M6 is that it, it thinks it's better than other motorways, because it's got that toll road section. Yeah. Oh, you have to, you have to make pay. A de- make a decision. Yeah, make Make a decision now. Does anyone actually pay to drive on the I've M6? Oh, no, never. I've done it. Never. I'd, 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 I'd take the extra My 20 minutes. My getting on. She's not got time to waste. Well, I suppose so. Just, could you go and do that for us? Yeah, well, I'll do that one for uh, 7.30 and what else and what after eight? Whatever you fancy, no, Just. You? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, OK, no worries. Ta-ta, see you later. Yeah, cheers, bye. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 London bound, busy going before Junction 14 for Milton Keynes. Also slow between Junction 10 for Luton and 9 for Redbourne. The M25 anti-clockwise, slow going between Junction 18 for Chorleywood and 16 for the M40. Public transport, that's all looking good with no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much. If you want to have your say, Elton John thinks that Jesus would be given the thumbs up to gay marriage... Give us a call, 08459 455 555. Or you can go to the Facebook page. Quite a few people, um, well, disagreeing with Sir Elton. Oh, dear. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, police review gypsy policy after officer sues them. Bedfordshire MP backing Cameron in Europe row. And Hearts Police remove World Cup Twitter messages. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thames Valley Police is reviewing the way it treats gypsy Roma traveller communities. It comes after a policeman of Romany descent sued them for racial discrimination. Jim Davis's case has now been settled out of court. More from Matt Lockwood. Mr Davies claimed his colleagues referred to Romani people as travellers. He said the term had been institutionalised at Thames Valley Police over the 20 years he has worked there. TVP argued the use of the word traveller referred to the whole community, not just those of Romani origin. 
The force has now agreed to review its existing policies and procedures to make sure it serves all communities fairly. David Cameron has insisted he can do business with the next president of the European Commission, Jean-Claude Juncker, despite campaigning against his appointment. Conservative MP for North East Bedfordshire, Alistair Burt, a former Foreign Office Minister, says there could be advantages for the UK. I think there is all to play for from here. There will be some compensatory feelings on the side of those who have supported Mr Juncker, even though uh, it's clear he wasn't uh, the preference for many of the leaders, but they've worked with the system that there is, and that might therefore play to David Cameron's advantage. A Buckinghamshire pensioner who suffers from dementia has been found after driving to London from his home in Flackle Heath. Police used ANPR cameras to track eight-year-old Bruce Adams' journey into the capital yesterday morning. He was found by Met Police officers yesterday afternoon. Anti-crime messages posted during World Cup games by Hertfordshire Police on Twitter have been taken down following complaints. The force chose to raise awareness about fraud when Nigeria were playing and drug dealing when Colombia were in action. More from Ben Nye. The message posted by Hearts Police during a Nigeria match referred to British nationals being increasingly targeted by scam artists operating in West Africa. A second message referred to illegal armed groups in Colombia being heavily involved in the drugs trade. Twitter users criticised the timing of the tweets and some of the content. Hearts Police have told us it was never their intention to cause offence, but following complaints, they thought it was best to remove the tweets. From today, more than 20 million workers in the UK will have the right to ask if they can work flexibly. Until now, only parents and carers were eligible. The request can be made once a year. Dolly Parton has performed to a huge crowd at the Glastonbury Festival, dressed in a rhinestone-encrusted white jumpsuit. The country music legend performed many of her classic hits and said she didn't mind the weather. So this mud ain't nothing new to me. <laughs> In sport, Holland and Costa Rica are through to the World Cup quarterfinals. The Dutch scored two late goals to beat Mexico 2-1, whilst Costa Rica beat Greece on penalties after a one-all draw. The weather mainly dry and sunny with the risk of the odd shower this afternoon, a maximum temperature 21 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Quite quiet, but very pleasant. Attractive rural, provincial town. And all this week, we're featuring Tring. Best thing about Tring is the people. Best thing about Tring is the beautiful countryside around Tring. It's all about where you live. I love it. It'd be hard pushed to find anything better. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. We've all got that Monday feeling. We're all kind of a little bit... It's Monday, we're back in the box. We're back in the box. It's all downhill from here, guys. Some of the things you might want to talk about. Thames Valley Police settles travel around. Watford's Elton John says Jesus would be okay with gay marriage. And I'll be asking, new shoes or blue shoes? Which shoes would you choose? Call now, you snooze, you lose. 08459 455 555. Also, 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 what's your favourite motorway? I don't think there's anything wrong with the good old-fashioned M40. It's got a boozer on it now. The M40's got a boozer on it. Beautiful, beautiful booze. 
and cars. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR 81333. Start your text 3CR. Or you can give me a call 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah, my respect, boss, yeah? Thames Valley Police have reached an out-of-court settlement with a Romani policeman who accused the force of racial discrimination. Traffic officer Jim Davis objected to the way his colleagues referred to people from his ethnic background as travellers. Well, Thames Valley Police will now review its policies and procedures in a bid to stamp out any racial stereotyping or outdated practice that might still exist. Well, Jack Feeney was the barrister that represented Mr Davis and joins me now. Morning, Jack. Morning. Jack, what were the issues in this case? Well, as you just said, essentially it was about the way that the police was using the term traveller in its policies. Um, And I should just say that uh, it was slightly misreported initially and that it was said that the term traveller in itself was an offensive term, but actually that wasn't Mr Davis's point. Um, The term in itself is entirely neutral. It was more to do with what he perceived as the police associating it directly with uh, criminal activity. So explain that, Jack, exactly what you mean by that. Yeah, sure. Uh, I mean... I should say at the start, actually, the case was settled, as you've probably seen, so the allegations weren't heard at a full tribunal, and right. of course they weren't technically proven, so I'm sure the police would say that they wouldn't have been proven well, if they got there. If, if, they had, if they had come on today, we would be able to ask them, but they've, they've refused, so... Yeah, uh, just, just to make, being a typical lawyer, just to make my point clear, I, I'm not saying these allegations were true, but the case was, okay. or, or would have been proven. Thank the you. The case was that the, the context of the use of the word traveller, as I say, was relating to, um, to, to criminality, but also to the particular ethnic group that Mr Davis belonged to, being an English Romani traveller. And it, it's ba- the forces legal arguments actually based out of an old case from the 80s, uh, where there was a pub, it's called Dutton, the House of Lords decided it was a pub in Hackney which had a, put a sign up saying no travellers, which uh, certain people obviously took offence to, and it went off to the House of Lords to determine whether that was a, effectively a racist sign. And the House of Lords determined that actually because it was related to not just uh, people of a gypsy origin, mm. but so generally people of nomadic existence, uh, it wasn't actually, uh, like, it didn't have the same racial connotation. So what was Mr. Was Mr. Davis claiming that the police were, were saying all travellers are thieves? Well, I'd say it's slightly more nuanced than that. What they were saying was um, travellers uh, are a potential criminal gang. Right. And Mr. Davis said, well, that's racist because you're, you're simply saying that people of an ethnic origin are a criminal gang. And the police's point of view was that, i say, right back on this case in the 80s, mm. said, well, we're not talking simply about people of your ethnicity. We're talking about anyone who leads a nomadic existence, and therefore you cannot show uh, that this, I say, this has racial connotations. This was really the argument in the case. OK, there was also complaints around the word, uh, I'm going to say it once, pikey, which, which that is a racist term, isn't it? Well, absolutely it is. And again, the police would deny that words like that were used. Yeah. Um, but yes, that, that's certainly true. And of course, that, that was a line of argument that, that Mr Davis... Um, what wanted to use, and of course, if you're using that term, then clearly that is a race-related term. So if you're using that interchangeably with traveller, then it has the racist connotations that the police were denying. There might be some people uh, uh, listening, Jack, who think, oh, for goodness sakes, this is, this is such a minor thing. How did this even get close to, to ending up in court? What, what would you say to them? Well, I think, I think what has to be borne in mind is this, this mistake was all about raising awareness of what he saw as a problem. It, it wasn't at any point about compensation. 
And I know that the, the outcome that we got from this, and I can mention that in a minute, but, but he's very happy with. But the point about, I think it's, it's dangerous to say, uh, and I say this as a discrimination lawyer, it's dangerous to say um, it, people are too easily offended. If Mr. Davis is right about this, I'll say independent reviews looking into it now, but if it's right that the police were categorising a racial group uh, on a, in a blanket terms as criminals, and I should just say it's not just Thames Valley, I'm sure, sure most national police forces yeah. have similar policies, uh, then that's just simply dangerous, I think. To, and, and Mr. Davis's point, which I think is a valid one, is it, it goes against everything that happened in the wake of the Stephen Lawrence case of the 90s, that the police are still doing that. So the, uh, the case has been settled out of court. So can you tell us what, what the, uh, the agreement was? Well, I, I can't go into the detail, obviously, but I can say that a couple of the outcomes which I think are particularly important it's firstly the police have agreed to set up an independent review of their policies. And right. then it may, we don't know what the outcome of that will be, and it may well be that the police will be exonerated and find that Mr Davis was wrong in what he thought. But ultimately, that's going to be determined independently. Uh, the other key outcome was that the police have facilitated, and again, there's credit to them, they facilitated uh, the Gypsy Romney Traveller Police Association, which Mr Davis is chairing. Uh, and that's effectively uh, a body to... Well, I think with three purposes. Firstly, obviously, to protect current police officers who are of a tra- traveller ethnicity. Secondly, I think, to improve links with, between the police and the traveller community generally. And thirdly, hopefully, to encourage more uh, people of traveller sorry, ethnicity to become police officers. Uh, and uh, the, the, uh, uh, Mr Davis is still working for the police, is he? He is, yes. OK. Jack, thanks very much for your time this morning. Jack Feeney, barrister that represented Mr Davis. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. If you want to uh, have your say on that, you're more than welcome to. We've had a text on your favourite motorway. Pauline Luton says my favourite motorway is the M48. The M48. That's the first vote for the M48 so far. 08459 What's your favourite motorway? Is the phone in this morning? I'm doing it in my radio voice. Uh, also, Elton John has said Jesus would be all right with gay marriage. He'd have loved it. He'd have been well up for it. Thumbs up fun award from Jesus for gay marriage. It always... Um, I always get confused because someone will, 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 will phone in and say, well, no, Jesus wouldn't like gay marriage. How, how, how do we know? How do we know? Some of your comments on uh, Facebook... Uh, he also said that, that, that Catholic priests should be uh, allowed to get married uh, and have uh, sex. I agree with Elton John, says Ian. If priests can't have relationships, how can they give advice on relationships? Lisa says, don't use a book of fairy stories to live your life by. Jane Jane says, JVS will pick this up at nine. Rob does the animal stories, JVS does the gay stories. Well, we're doing uh, the, uh, the gay story at the moment. PT says, I guess he's not got any dead blondes to sing about and needs attention from making comments like this instead. He should go back to supporting his football team, using that term really lightly here, since I'm a Luton fan, and keep his unnecessary opinions to himself. Uh, Ava says, this is against the word of God. God is still here in spirit, just like the devil is here in spirit. These worldly and twisted sins are very much thought of as acceptable, but don't get it twisted, people, because God's word, it seems, is being compromised way too much these days. Oh, that says from Ian in Hemel. Uh, and Sarah says, sure, that goes against the Bible teaching. Well, what do you think? Elton John has, uh, has come out and said um, uh, that Jesus would back gay marriage. I, I, what do you think about what he's saying? And uh, is there any truth in that? Oh, wait, four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number, should you wish to uh, give us a call on that. He also suggests that Catholic priests um, shouldn't be celibate. 
They should be allowed to have it away any time they want. Oh, I mean, if it fell down a hole then. What did you do that for? I just felt... I, well, I, I managed to climb back out rather quickly, <laughs> but just for a momentarily, I fell down um, a gaping chasm, which is, is not uh, particularly pleasant at this time of the morning. No, so I never get it when people say, oh, Jesus, Jesus would like that. Oh, no, or any dead person. Oh, yeah, no, he would, he, he, he would have liked that. How do you know? He'd like to have been alive still. But people that use that are absolutely convinced that they've got the right... Um the right idea. The thing is, the Bible is open to so much interpretation. There are uh, big bits missing. Apparently there's, there's a bit in the Bible. Oh, they got rid of the bits they didn't like, people. There's, there's a bit in the Bible. I, 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 I mentioned this. I was doing an, a, another life at the weekend. We're talking about wee-wee. And there's a bit in the Bible that says you should drink your urine. What? I know. I didn't, I didn't get that lesson in Sunday school. That's got to be Old Testament, surely. Some people, get this right, some people soak their feet in urine. They wipe their faces with, with wee-wee. With Wee Wee. There was one woman phoned up the other day. Her nan used to, um, I guess, squat and wee on a rag and wipe their faces with it. And another woman, when her kid did a wee wee in the nappy, before throwing it away, all over her face, splash it all over. It's good for the skin, apparently. Called a sosh. And would would, uh, drink it. uh, Lots of uh, um, people, I think from Jamaica, would drink it if they had a cold. It's good for you. Well, no, your body doesn't need it. It's getting rid. Don't put it back in. This is what I thought. It was. I thought your wee-wee was, was all... Po- I'm so sorry to be doing this at breakfast. I, I apologise. That it was all toxins and poisons and things that you didn't need. Mm. But people drink it. Your kidneys say, hang on a minute. We've been through this, haven't we? Why have you, are you back? Have you never been tempted? No. Why would I be tempted? Uh, you're not a boy. I think boys have been tempted. And there will be boys listening that have done it for a dare. A drunken dare on a Saturday night. I've been tempted... I've often thought, oh, I wonder... Why? It looks like Barocca. It looks like a warm Barocca. But Barocca's horrible, some would say. <laughs> I'm sure it makes you feel like you, only better. Uh, if, well, boy, oh boy, are we going off on lots of tangents this morning. If you'd like... Well, you can have your say on that if you've ever uh, had a, a little uh, drinky-poos of it. Oh, stop it. So people will have done. This was in Birmingham. They're all perverts in Birmingham. They're all deviants up there. There can't be anybody in the three counties no. that's indulged in that practice, can there? Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M25 looking a little heavier than normal at the moment. Slow going between Junction 22 for London Coney and 19 for Watford. Also got delays between Junction 18 for Chorleywood and 15 for the M4. The M1 London bound, very slow at the moment between Junction 12 for Flittick and 11 for Dunstable, with the normal delays between Junction 10 for Luton and 9 for Redbourne. On the speed sensors in Mark Yates, the A5 Redbourne bound, very heavy approaching the Luton Road. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much indeed. We know Alice's favourite most ways, but what are yours? Give me a call now, 08459 7.16, it's Monday the 30th of June. I'm Ian Lee, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Thames Valley Police is reviewing the way it treats Gypsy Roma traveller communities after one of their own officers of Romani descent sued them for racial discrimination. David Cameron has insisted he can do, he can do business with the next president of the European Commission despite campaigning against his opponent. And anti-crime messages posted during World Cup games by Hertfordshire Police on Twitter have been taken down following complaints. The force chose to raise awareness about drug dealing when Colombia were in action. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. It's just so friendly, so friendly. Quite an attractive, historic, traditional market town. And all this week, we're featuring Tring. And Tring is totally surrounded by area of natural beauty. Just an easygoing feel about the place. Inviting everyone to where you live. A lovely atmosphere, lovely feel. Everyone's very helpful and kind. It's a place on its own. It's rather special, I think. If you've got a story everyone should hear about, let us tell them about it. What you see is what you get, and that's what I like about it. It's an honest place. Very pleasant, attractive, rural, provincial town. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. I won't move anywhere else. From BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor. I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor. I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor. And I don't like it very much. Oh, no, oh, no. He swallowed my toe, he swallowed my toe. Oh, gee, oh, gee. He's up to my knee, he's up to my knee. Oh, fiddle, oh, fiddle. He's reached my middle, he's reached my middle. Oh, heck, oh, heck. He's up to my neck, he's up to my neck. Oh, dread, oh, dread. He swallowed my... It's not funny. Not funny if it happens to you or someone you love. Hertfordshire police have been forced to remove tweets they used to promote anti-crime messages during World Cup matches. The force chose to raise awareness about fraud when Nigeria were playing and drug dealing when Colombia were in action. Some followers branded the messages offensive. Others asked if the whole thing was a joke. Well, are people getting a little bit too excited about nothing or are they right to be upset by this. I'm joined now by uh, Bucky Olawayan, who is an ex-councillor for Well in Hatfield. Good morning, Bucky. Good morning. You complained about these tweets. Why, why did you complain? Um, one of the reasons why I complained after getting phone calls from a few Nigerians who live in Hertfordshire is the relevance to the World Cup. Um, because the location of the World Cup was not in Nigeria, we felt that there was no relevance and saying that there's a lot of fraud going on in West Africa and single-handedly naming Nigeria out of the four countries that are represented in the World Cup, we felt was inappropriate and the timing was not right. A lot of um, internet and email scams do originate from Nigeria, don't they? Correct. However, the relevance to the World Cup was what we were questioning because right at this time nigeria needs a lot of support because we've got a lot of terrorism and issues and we've got the kidnapped girls from chibok and we need as many allies that we can get as possible Mm. so painting nigeria in that picture does not help us in any way and we felt that it might even incite you know um you know negative things to nigerians living in Hertfordshire, and there are a lot of us this is the message. I, I think I've got the right message. This is uh, was, was what was tweeted. Around 117,000 British nationals visit Nigeria each year and yep. British nationals are increasingly being targeted by scam artists operating, operating in West Africa. Yep. The scams come in many forms, romance, friendship, business ventures, work, and can pose great financial risk to victims. For information and advice on protecting yourself, please visit Hearts Police uh, slash fraud. Yep. It's a sensible message, isn't it? It, to be aware of do you think it, is it just the timing bookie that you've got a problem with it is the timing and the fact that 
the, the World Cup would not necessarily make people start going to Nigeria for which they need to be warned. Now, like, the people going to Nigeria go to Nigeria for business. And everybody, every businessman assesses the risks of the location where they're doing the business. And, you know, they take on the risk and still get on the plane to go to Nigeria because there's a lot of gain to make. Now, there is no denying that there, there, there are lots of, you know, fraud emanating from Nigeria in that form in which we're not arguing against that. But what we're asking is what is the relevance to the World Cup? Especially when we know that, you know, a lot of Nigerians in Oxfordshire and in the UK are prone to being seen as one of, you know, these people. And if all we're asking for is to be fair. On the other African countries from West Africa, the same message was not put out. So if you're saying it's coming from West uh-huh. Africa then put it out for all the countries. Okay, would you would you have been happier? Would you have been happier then if the if the if Hearts Police had done a tweet about all of the, the four African countries? Not just that, if they have done a tweet about crime on all the 36, uh, 32 uh, countries ah. of World Cup, then it will be fair. You feel that um, that Nigeria and uh, and Colombia as well, they, they were the two places that they they were being unfairly targeted. That that if, if, if you're going to warn the people against the countries yeah. being said in the World Cup, as, as, as a standard, make sure the information you're giving out is the same. And it doesn't, you know, you can't give out information that attracts people to one country and give out another information that detracts people from another country. You know, we didn't think that was fair. Bucky, what did Hearts Police say in response? Well, what, um, what they said was that they did not um, uh, aim to offend anyone, and they now said, well, they didn't mention Nigeria, that they were mentioning West Africa, which was not correct. Am yeah. I right? That's not correct. You're using the time, that the slot that Nigeria was playing, you're using the Nigerian flag, and you specifically mentioned Nigeria and not the other countries. So that was, we, we felt that was not right. However, they've taken it down and we're happy that at least they're listening and they're sensitive to our complaints. Disappointing they won't come on this morning though, isn't it, to explain themselves? Well, I guess they're busy doing a lot of stuff, which is what we expect them to do after a weekend. You know, on a Monday morning, they've probably got a lot of things to, you know, to attend to, which is understandable. Um, the most important thing for us is that they've listened, they've heard our side of the story, and they've acted promptly to, re- um, you know, to repair what, as, um, you know, what we were complaining about, you know, which is um, what we were asking for. Bookie, nice to talk to you. Bookie Olawain, who was uh, a former councillor for Wellin Hatfield, uh, commenting about those tweets from Hearts Police. It is like your mum going on the internet and just doing stuff. I mean, it's not the, I wouldn't suggest it's the greatest crime in the world, but it's, it's, it's just your mum going on and being a little bit old fashioned and a bit rubbish, really, yeah. isn't it? What, so when France come up, what are they going to do? To complain about rudeness, call. <laughs> Do you think the French are rude, Catherine? That's a little uh, bit, my experience uh, when I lived in Paris was that they were quite rude. You've yeah. had some very rude things happen, <laughs> yes. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, let's have a look at the papers, shall we? 
Why not? Because we haven't got much else. Oh, have we got taxis? What taxis we got, Catherine? We've got loads of taxis. Do you want to read them? My favourite motorway, says Paul and Luton, is the M48. I don't know that one. I don't know. I'm not familiar with it. What's so special about it? Why? Here we go. This is a genuine question, OK? Uh, how do they name motorways? Because it's not in order. They don't do it in order. The M1 was the first motorway. We know that. Motorway 1. Motorway 1. But then the rest, it seems quite random, mm. I think. I'm sure there's a method. When was the, and when was the last... Well, we haven't built a motorway for ages. Come on, guys. What's your favourite marker on the motorway? I like those windmills when you're coming back from the airport. Sorry? On the M... Is it on the M25? Are you coming off the M25 by then? Is it the M1 oh, by then? The, and the Give Peas a Chance. Yeah, I like Give Peas a Chance. That's on the M25. <laughs> yeah, I like give that. Give Peas a Chance. Uh, I like a little bit of that. Um, they're, they're, for quite a long time, there was a dead badger on the slip road off the M25 onto the M4. Oh, there's a hedgehog on my way to work. I'm very sad about. <gasps> you don't see many of them anymore, do you? I hit a cat this morning. How? No, I don't think you did. Sorry? Well, because it wasn't there when you... Maybe it's a ghost cat. Suddenly, I'm driving along the road, listening to a little bit of Noah and the Whale, feeling young. And mellow. No, it was quite, this was upbeat. Oh, was it? And suddenly there's a ginger cat in front of the car. Put the brakes on, because I'm a tough guy. No, because I've, I've, um, I can do an emergency stop really, really well. It's one of the things I was good at in the driving test. Uh, and then there was a thud. Now, I think, because sometimes when you hit the brakes hard, it thuds. Yeah. So it may not have been cat. It was right in front of me. But you checked, didn't you? And there was no cat there. I I went out. I looked... Because cats, when they get hit by cars, they often run into bushes. And there was a bush. And I looked under the bush. And I was going, are you there? Are you there? Couldn't see it. I looked under the car. Luckily, the car wasn't damaged. And there was no blood on there. So I don't know. But I I thought I'd hit a cat. I felt terrible. Yeah. It's sickening, isn't it? I've never hit a cat. I hit a rabbit once. And I felt I had a headache all day. I hit a crow once. (gasps) Oh! That's bad juju. You start hitting a crow, man alive. They get their mates. You are messing with some serious dark forces. It's like you might as well just get a Ouija board out and do a wee-wee on it. What? Has anybody called in to say they drink their own wee-wee? Um, yes. Not drink. Well, they wipe their face with it? No. Soak their feet in it? Maybe. So, yeah. Louisa? Do you want to give them a ring back? They can tell their story yes. without Ian spoiling it. So, do, uh, have I spoiled it? Yeah, a bit. And Louise, uh, bring, bring your mic round so we, you can come on and have a little chat. Here's some more taxis. I've only read Oh, one. yeah, go, oh, yeah, go, go, go. on a tangent. This is what good texts do. Yeah, they, 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 pr- they promote conversation. Yeah. David in Marsh Farm. The best motorway I like is the M27. Why? Because it's the route to the Isle of Wight, a place we love. I've never been to the Isle of Wight. No, I've never been to uh, the British Isles. The home of the Bee Gees for a while, wasn't oh, it? Yeah. To go- they got told to get out of Manchester, didn't they? For yeah, they were troublemakers. Then they went to Do you Australia, believe they love. really were? They went to Australia, love. Yeah. No, of course they weren't. Um, Linda and Sheffield is concerned. I, uh, there was uh, Peter Paffid- Paffides, Paffides. Pete Paffides, Mr Caitlin Moran. Is it? Yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. He retweeted um, that he interviewed the um, uh, Bee Gees in 1997 and he got them to record his answer phone message. Cool. And they... I just gotta get a message yes. to you. If you want to leave a message for Pete. <laughs> they did that. Brilliant. It's the coolest thing in the world. We did that at university for a German girlfriend who kept ringing the whole phone in the middle of the night. So we made some answer phone messages. You got the Bee Gees to do it. Because that's the point of the story. No, I mixed. It was my first hoax. That's what makes the story interesting. It was the Bee Gees. Not that you wound up a, a love-struck German girl. I'm calling from German this is not funny it was funny we found it funny. was it the Bee Gees we used the Bee Gees and then it doesn't count because it wasn't the Bee Gees it was a recording of the Bee Gees L- Louisa back me up on this um yeah I'm not sure it counts I'm it's what they would have wanted her 
what, what she said. And we also used it's nobody gets to. We put on hold music. Get, that's the whole. Give music us another Texas. Um, the traveller. Oh, this is a, this is one from Tony. Travellers being police officers. Ha 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 ha. I don't get that. That feels vaguely racist yeah, to me. Yeah. Um, Linda in Sheffield is worried about you. If yours is the colour of warm Barocca, you're worryingly dehydrated. It should be straw-coloured. Think warm, weak lemon squash. No, first thing in the morning. A rich, dark... All right, OK. And Mike says, so your travel lady says the M25 is her favourite motorway and then tells us in a later report, it's extra busy this morning. Of course it is. She's turned it into a tourist destination. Yeah, everyone's going to have a look. Mike, good point. Oh, wait, four, five, not... Have you done the Texas? I've finished. <laughs> in more ways than one. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Firstly, I can only apologise to everyone for making the M25 the place to be this morning because it is very heavy on the anti-clockwise carriageway. You sell it, girlfriend! Yeah, (laughs) between Junction 22 for London Coney and 19 for Watford. Also looking very heavy between Junction 18 for Chorleywood and 15 for the M4. The M1 London bound looking heavy between Junction 11 for Dunstable and 9 for Redbourne. Then on the speed sensors on the London Coney roundabout, all approaches looking very heavy at the moment. And on public transport, the Metropolitan Line, no trains running at the moment between Chalfont and Latimer and Chesham after a signal failure. But the rest of the line is running OK. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Thames Valley Police is reviewing the way it treats gypsy Roma traveller communities after one of their own officers of Romani descent sued them for racial discrimination. David Cameron has insisted he can do business with the next president of the European Commission despite campaigning against his appointment. And anti-crime messages posted during World Cup games by Hertfordshire Police on Twitter have been taken down following complaints. The force chose to raise awareness about drug dealing when Colombia were in action. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Holland and Costa Rica are through to the World Cup quarterfinals. The Dutch scored two late goals to beat Mexico 2-1, whilst Costa Rica beat Greece on penalties after a one-all draw. The two will meet in the last eight. The BBC's Danny Murphy says Costa Rica are the surprise team. To top the group with England, Italy and Uruguay in itself was a huge achievement and none of us gave them a chance, did we? Um, and overall in the game, they probably just edged it. I mean, the penalties were of real quality, which was the opposite of the game. Today's last 16 matches are France against Nigeria at five and Germany versus Algeria at nine. Luton Managing Director Gary Sweet says the money from the sale of Andre Gray will be reinvested into players and training facilities over the next two years. Gray has joined Championship side Brentford for an undisclosed fee. The Hatters say there will be a healthy sell-on should he leave the West London side. Andy Murray faces South Africa's Kevin Anderson in the last 16 at Wimbledon today. Murray's match against the 20th season is second on centre court. Yeah, tough opponent. Um, I think he's playing the best tennis of his career so far. I think he's up at his highest ranking. Um, he's made some some improvements this year, and he's he's a big guy with a, a big game. So I'm going to need to be be sharp in that one. I'm going to have to return well um, if I want to win. Also today, top seed Novak Djokovic plays Joe Wilfred Songa, but Rafael Nadal and Roger Federer don't play until tomorrow. Hertfordshire's Jodie Williams missed out on the sprint double at the British Championships in Birmingham. She was third in yesterday's 100 metres after winning the 200 
metres on Saturday. Hertfordshire's Olympic track cycling champion Laura Trott won the British Road Race Championships and in Cricket's Minor Counties Championship, Hertfordshire resumed this morning on 57 for three away to Staffordshire. That's in reply to the home side's 315 all out. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at eight. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Going to buy tickets for the Kinks musical later on today. Don't. They go on sale at 8.30. Don't any of you go and buy any of the wheelchair ones. I want them. There's only four per performance, you could have robbed my mum of a You're birthday trip. You're telling everyone about it. No, I'm not. I'm telling them not to buy them. To save You're them. Making them more attractive. Save. Don't book any tickets for October the 4th. Oh, no! Shh. No! What you need to do is discreetly tear all the posters down. Yeah. Can I... The tickets go on sale at 8.30, Catherine, so I'm probably going to nip off early. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all right, isn't it? Be a relief. Yeah. What? Uh, so, um, uh, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. kinds. Favourite motorway. Favourite motorway. Do you want some more Texas? In a minute. Let me just... Let me set up the stall again. Lots to talk about. Busy show this morning. Busy show. But not... You know. What stall? The... the, the I, when I'm doing the show... The any old tat stall? No, no. It's like a fruit and veg stall. Is how I, I see myself as... Um, uh, Pete like Beale. Pete Beale. Exactly. Like, I'm like Pete Beale. And my... The show is my stall. And I'm setting up my bananas, which can, is... Can I be young calf? She was very glamorous in the day, wasn't she? Before she had the cafe. We've broken down on the motorway! Shh. Talking of motorways. Yes. So my bananas are, what's your favourite motorway? Okay. My um, apples... apples. Elton John. Elton John thinks that Jesus would give the thumbs up fun award to gays. He, he thinks that Jesus would support uh, gay marriage. Mm-hmm. My kumquats... Oh, I thought you'd go grapes. No, 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 no. My kumquats. A little bit exotic. A little bit Get different. You. Not everybody likes them. I don't them. think everyone's ready for that. No. What animals have you killed and why? <gasps> oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. We've had some awful ones, haven't we? Sorry? That screaming frog. Oh, the screaming frog. Read the, read the tweet. Read the tweet. Well, I'll tell him to put it back. Hang on. Mm, you've not got it. I, well, I've, I read it and then got rid. Hang on. Right, OK. I think so. No, I haven't got it. You'd re- you read it. Oh, I haven't got it now. Uh, Scott says, I rode over a frog in my paper round. It made such a hideous scream, I tensed up and gave myself whiplash. Frogs do scream. Mm-hmm. They also... Do they burst? Uh, well, I've never tried that. I had to kill a vole. And I've told the story about how I had to um, club a cat to death with a brick, didn't I? What? I mean, you, make, you, sound, you say it with such gusto. I said it. I'm proud I did it. I'm proud I did it. It was suffering. It was in Spain. It got run over. Run and o- it was runned over. Round over. Got hit by a car, yes. didn't die. Its body was crushed, it was still oh, alive. How awful, how awful. My friends were going to leave it. I said, we can't leave it. I got a brick. I um, said goodbye to it and I... snatched it. I, I did the do. I wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. If you'd like a kumquat, kumquat may. I like saying that. Jackie Dolney says on the text, yep. the best motorway in the country is the M96. It's the shortest, most dangerous motorway in the country. Oh. It's the small motorway at the fire service college that's frequently an accident there for training purposes. What's the A1M all about? It's, it's all about... Uh, oh. A1 bracket M. What's that all about? It's not a proper... It's not a motorway. It's an A road. So what's the M got to do with it? Motor wish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 
Do you, know, do you know what I'm talking about, Justin? No, go on, boss. The A1M. Yeah. What's that all about? Um, well, it's a motorway. No, it's not a motorway. That's the uh, that's the M1. That's the A1. Right. M. Yeah. It's not a motorway. Well, same thing, though, isn't it? It's a road that you can travel fast on, and you can get from A to B. Yeah, but it's not a motorway. Oh, right, OK. It's an A road. So, yeah, actually, why the bracket M? It does, it does my head in things like that, roads like that. Find a road expert. They'll be out there. Well, They'll I'm be listening. Ca- I'm kind of hoping it's you, Justin. No, I'm not, I'm not a road expert. No. Okay, you're not a road expert. No. Okay, okay well, that's disappointing. Sorry. Just, a, just an expert on what was in the charts yeah. in America 30 years ago, this very day. <laughs> uh, yes, absolutely. Now, listen, we are talking about favourite motorways. I have no idea why. I can't remember why. It's a slow news day, Justin. Yeah, it but, certainly is. But, but... I know if anybody could go out onto the streets of Beds, Hearts and Bucks, the three counties, Luton, while we're still here, mm. won't be here for much longer, guys. Yeah, I think we're allowed to say that now, aren't we? We are moving to Dunstable we early 2015. to Dunstable. Well, you are moving. <laughs> I don't know if I'll still be here. I'm joking. Of course I will, You'll guys. Of course I will. We're all moving to Dunstable and we're all packing up. We, we, we started packing our suitcases and our boxes now. We're putting them in the back of uh, our, our boy boss's car and he'll be driving us all there early 2015. Mm. But, uh, to, as our a, a leaving gift to Luton, we've sent you around <laughs> asking people what their favourite motorway is. Oh, what a joy this one has been. Uh, limited answers, uh, I must admit, but uh, oh. yes, I have been asking the question. Uh, guys, what's your favourite motorway? Ian, here's what people came up with. Morning, sir, what's your name? Stuart. Stuart, big question of the day. Very, very big. Um, what's your favourite motorway and why? Uh, it's got to be the A1. Um... Just because not a motorway, mate. The best one to go down. Do you get quite emotional when you go on the A1? No, it's just um, I've always found it the best one to go down. Ian wants to know. Morning, by the way, sir. Uh, what's your favourite motorway? Are you joking? No, I don't have one, mate. You don't have one? There must be one. Come on. Oh, I'm partial to the M40. <laughs> Why the M40? Do know? Because it's always empty. And you're somebody who's on the motorway pretty much all day, every day. What's your favourite motorway and why? Probably none of them, to be honest. Oh, come on, there's got to be one. Probably the M25, because that's the one I'm on the most. I, I hate it at the same time, because it's a right pain in the bum. Because it, it's, it's, it is the world's largest car park. But when it's running nice, it runs very nice. Oh, so, so when it's running nice, you're thinking, oh, the M25, you're a good friend. Yeah. It makes you feel quite emotional when it's yeah. running nice. Yes, definitely. Yeah, it's, just, it, it, it's um, a pleasure to drive on it when it's running nice. One of life's great pleasures? I wouldn't say a great pleasure, no. The top five pleasures? Possibly. Possibly. Yeah. But I don't know, I've never really thought of it that way before. Yeah. You are now, aren't you? Possibly, yeah. <laughs> Top five great pleasures. Wow. Thank you very much indeed. Take care. Thank you. Perhaps the M5 I prefer to anybody else. Why the M5? Well, it doesn't seem to be too many uh, roadworks and traffic and things. First of all, Justin, that yep. first fellow was wrong. It doesn't count. The A1M is not a motorway. I will not have that. And secondly, the, the, the gentleman second from end there. I, yeah. can, can we make it a rule? And this isn't a criticism, mate. Um, yeah. Can we make it a rule you just interview humans and not robots, please? <laughs> is that all right? Listen, the M25 is in his top five great pleasures. That's incredible. That's newsworthy. Uh, Samantha's emailed in. Four sectors radiate from London. I was trying to work out how you number motorways. Hmm. Four sectors radiate from London. One is north, two is east, three is south, and four is west. So roads between north and east generally begin with a one. Oh, is that... This is genuinely brilliant. Hmm. Right, expert. A10, M11, A12. Between east and south, roads begin with a two. This is... 
That's genius, isn't it? Mm, very clever. And Derek has, uh, has picked me up. I- Ian, the... Um, hang on a second. You stated the M1 was Britain's first motorway. This is BBC Three Counties Radio, by the way. This is why they got me in, was to uh, funk up the uh, breakfast show a little bit. I said funk. <laughs> yes. Ian, you stated the M1 was the Britain's first motorway. Well, although it was the first full-length motorway, the very first was actually the Preston Bypass. Oh. Which was the very first stretch of the M6. You're right in there. the Lancashire Massive. Uh, it opened in December 1958, while the M1 opened 11 months later in 1959. <laughs> they cobbled it, you know. <laughs> Great info. Oh, man alive. Shoot me now. Justin. Yes, boss. Can we send you out, please? Elton John has said that he thinks Jesus would be giving the thumbs up to gays getting married. Yeah. Elton. Stick to music, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> a Vox on the way for after eight o'clock. Thank you very much, my friend. It's Justin Dealey. I'm glad Elton didn't stick to music this morning. Oh, wait, 459 five, 555. Five. I mean, it's, it, uh, we all like a bit of Elton John, don't we? But mm. he's rubbish now. What, the music? Yeah, the, the music now. I mean, it's... Uh... Blue eyes. I'm not going to sing the rest. That's disappointing. All right, shall I look at the papers? Daniel going to Spain made it sound so exotic, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was about his um, brother leaving on an aeroplane, wasn't it? That's yeah. the true meaning of that song. Yeah. It's um, about a brother leaving on an aeroplane. It's beautiful. Shall I do the papers now? Go on, it won't take long, will it? No, it won't take long. Front page of the papers. Labour offers Olive Branch to business. Boring. Dolly Parton sings at Glastonbury. Boring. Iraqis. Uh, serious, but boring. Uh, Ukraine. Oh, the Telegraph. Here we go. Prince's battle for grammar schools. Charles Pro... No, not Prince. Charles, isn't it? What's Prince's real name? Oh, I think his name's Prince. No, but what's his real yeah, name? his first name's Prince. No, but what's, what was his name he was given as a kid? Yeah, his name's Prince. Yeah, but what did they christen him as? Prince. But, yeah, I know, but what's his name? Prince. OK, but what is Prince's actual name? Prince. But what do they call him at home? Prince. No, but, you know, what does he sign his name as? Prince. What's on his driving licence? Prince. What's his name, though? Prince. I know that, but what's his real name? Hang on, let me, let me look it up online. OK. Kevin? It's Prince. Oh. Kevin? Yeah? Do you know what Prince's real name is? Sorry, I don't. OK, well, OK. What do you reckon it is, Kath? Prince. Uh, what would you like to say about motorways, Kevin? Well, you said the A1M isn't a railway. No, it's not. It is. Well, it's not, mate. It's an A road with an M in brackets after it. No, the AY1M has motorway status. The A1 doesn't. What do you mean? It's got it's got motorway status. Yes, it has. You can't you can't give something. It's like saying, um, um, um. Come on, then. Um. You've got a lot of um. 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 You're stuck. Um. Um, and you need a new needle. No, it's like who was that fella who filled in for Freddie Mercury when he it wasn't Freddie Mercury? Prince. No, not forget Prince. <laughs> who was the fella? George Michael. No, he did though. I know he did. So did he David. Did a lovely job. No, the fella <laughs> who from Free who filled in for Prince. No, Prince Freddie Mercury from the Queen. Who is it? Don't know. Right, it's like saying Kevin. Yeah, that the on. fella who filled in for Freddie Mercury from Queen is actually... Uh, it's like awarding him full Queen membership status. Ah. Who's, no, who's, who's silent now, fella? So. You I are. I don't think so, Ian. Well, you can't, you can't you, just say... You can't say an A... Well, I'll tell you what. To settle the question, 
You had plenty of police officers on this radio station. Not this you? morning, weren't <laughs> Well, not. <laughs> they no, refused to come up. on, yes. They won't show up. But the next time you do, ask the question. But, but Kevin, can we really trust the police in these troubled times? Well, someone, well sometimes you have to, don't yeah, you? Kevin, thank you very much indeed. You're wrong, but... Yes? You know Prince? Yeah. On Wiki it says he's also known as, and I think someone's been messing with this, because this is preposterous. Go on. Jamie Starr, Christopher Alexander Nevermind, the purple one, Joey Coco. Joey Coco. Hey, got tickets for Joey Coco at the weekend. Yeah. I hope he does Purple Rain. Symbol and the artist formerly known as Prince. But he's called Prince. Prince Rogers Nelson. Does he? Yeah, that's his real name. Oh, that was his name. I thought it was, it was some gossip you were spreading. Uh, Joey Coco, from now on in my book. Hey, a bit of Joey Coco. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. I appreciate Kevin calling, but he's wrong, isn't he? He's wrong. Alice. Yes. The A one M isn't a motorway, is it? Um, no, it's like a part motorway. It's like joins up with. But it's not. Uh, no. It's, and you're the travel expert. <laughs> yep. Oh, Alice, I'm <laughs> going to enjoy it when you work here. <laughs> travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 London bound, slow going between Junction 11 for Dunstable and 9 for Redbourne. The M25 anti-clockwise extremely heavy this moment with queues in patches between Junction 22 for London Coney and 15 for the M4. In Kings Langley, the A41 is queuing as you head towards the M25 at the moment. And on public transport, Metropolitan Line, no trains between Chalfont and Latimer and Chesham after a signal failure, but the rest of the line running without any problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. I said to, I said to you, Kath, I said we get phone calls about the motorways. That'll be the thing that takes off. You're a sad lot, you are. And you? And you? Morning, 7.46. It is Monday the 30th of June. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Thames Valley Police is reviewing the way it treats Gypsy Roma traveller communities after one of their own officers of Romani descent sued them for racial discrimination. David Cameron has insisted he can do business with the next president of the European Commission despite campaigning against his appointment. And anti-crime messages posted during World Cup games by Hertfordshire Police on Twitter have been taken down following complaints. The force chose to raise awareness about drug dealing when Colombia were in action. 08459 455555. Douglas, stay there. We'll speak to you after the weather with Georgina. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello there, quite a nice day today with lots of sunny spells around, varying amounts of cloud and just a small chance of showers. They'll, they'll be fairly light and quite short-lived where they do fall, but for many of us it will be quite a dry day with temperatures reaching 18 or 19 degrees Celsius. And tonight, quite cool again under largely clear skies, just a low possibility of the odd light shower and temperatures down to 10 or 11 degrees Celsius. And another bright start to tomorrow, probably a bit chilly again as well. Um, some more of the those sunny spells, perhaps a little more cloudy come the afternoon, but we are looking at highs of 19 or 20 degrees Celsius. Those temperatures gradually rise through the week, so Wednesday, Thursday, we could end up having the warmest day of the year so far. That's your latest forecast. 
every weekday morning. My show's called The JVS Show, 9 o'clock in the morning on BBC Three Counties Radio. Jonathan Vernon-Smith. I deal with the consumer problems that affect people all over beds, hearts and bucks. And I said, well, I didn't come all this way to be looking at a broken-down hotel. Those companies, those councils, those organisations that are letting people down. This guy turned around and said to me that they're not prepared to pay me and I said, so you're forcing me to take action. And he said, good luck and put the phone down on me. I get my teeth into them. Oh, Jonathan, I'll start crying soon. We don't know what to do. Deal with them and hopefully get results for you, the consumers. And it got so convoluted, I thought there's only one person who can sort this out. The JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. Take your teeth out of the woman, JVS. She's crying, for goodness sakes. Douglas is in Barton. Good morning, Douglas. Good morning. What would you like to say, sir? Uh, yeah, well, basically, the reason it has the M is because it starts off the A1 as an ordinary road. Yeah. And if you've gone to, up to Peterborough at any time, you'll find they do the cycling up there oh. with, the, with the cycling clubs. But before you get to Peterborough, it does turn into a motorway, and then you're not allowed uh, any cycles or learners on But there. does that then... But hang on a second. So it turns into a motorway, but does that yeah. become the M1? No, it doesn't, oh. because you've already got the M1 that more or less carries on... But then how could you have a motorway that's got a similar name? No, it is telling you that it turns in... Say you, you want to cycle to Peterborough yeah. on the A1. I would not, I would you not choose to do that. You cannot cycle the whole way. Right. Because it drive. turns into motorway restrictions, and you have to turn off. Right. That is why they put the M. But why would you go up there on a bicycle to Peterborough? Get the well, train. they could. They, before they brought in the restrictions... Uh, you'll find that these cycle clubs used to go further up the A1. Now they go off, um, I think it's about 15 miles before, where it turns into a motorway. And that is why they put the M, I'm sure of it. It, You're right, you're right that the first part of it is A1, and it used to be A1 all the way up, right the way up to Yorkshire. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but they put the M, (laughs) because if you wanted to cycle all the way... Why would you want to cycle all the way? Well, some people do, you know. Oh, I hate cycling. You don't. Oh, I hate it. Well, I, Terrible I, activity. I'm, I'm older now, but I still cycle. Um, Douglas, how come you know so much about the A1, brackets M? The A1 we've used for years. Even when the children were younger, we'd go up to Yorkshire on it. It's, the, it's, right the, U- it's the UK's longest numbered road. Yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Yeah. Douglas, I appreciate your input. Thank you. I knew it. I told you, Kath. Mm. Talking about um, Elton John and gays and Jesus and all that. Talking about, you know, worthy stuff. Racism in... Uh, uh, you know, potential racism by the Hearts Police in terms of their tweets and things like that. People want to talk about motorways. Yeah, they do, don't they? Kill me now. <laughs> hey, is uh, Matt Lockwood doing a pond update later this week? Thursday. Beautiful. Thursday's pond date. He's, he's got some guests lined up and everything. <laughs> They're furious. <laughs> you will have that Thursday. Oh eight four five nine. Four double five, five double. Do you think five. anyone rode that heron this weekend? Oh, I bet there was someone riding the heron. There must have been. It, it's there. It's so tempting. How could you not? How could you not? No, don't. We don't condone it. Now, from today, you don't have to be a, a parent or a carer to ask your boss for more flexible hours. The law is changing to allow all employees with 20-week service the right to ask, although that's not to say that they have to say yes to you. Uh, we can speak to uh, Sid Nadim, founder of digital agency Clock. Good morning, Sid. Good morning, Ian. Sid, Lovely now, to I, be here. I, I believe that a significant number of your, your staff are on Flexi Time. How many people is it? Uh, Ian, we've uh, Clock's a digital agency who design and build websites, um, and there's another agency that uh, I work with called uh, uh, 
swipe station, and it's all about product and voucher stuff. The reason I mention it is because Batten Swipe Station is a smaller company and employs about four people. Uh, Clock is employing 43 people, but right. ever since our inception as, a, as, a, as an agency, as a Prince's Trust startup, uh, 17 years ago, we've been embracing work-life balance and uh, flexible working policies um, uh, from day one. Uh, so it means you can finish at 2 on a Friday. Uh, we have our core hours uh, between 11 and 2, which you've got to be uh, working during to count as part of your day. Uh, but we allow people to uh, work from home as well, which is it's great. We even buy, actually, we've got some uh, community bicycles. So if people do want to cycle on the A1, oh, no. um, they can... Uh, Don't encourage that. that. Um, but I suppose, uh, I suppose for, uh, for a digital business, it, 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 it is slightly different, isn't it, as opposed to, I don't know, working in a shop or, or, or something like that? Because I, I would imagine that a significant amount of your work could be done at home. You're right, Ian. I think, uh, you know, there is, you know, we're, we're pretty fortunate in this industry. But I'm, I'm here to say to all businesses, look for ways to help your staff to work flexibly and, and, and embrace, uh, embrace this change. Um, I think, you know, for instance, uh, in, even in the retail sector, you say, oh, people have got to be there when, when customers are there. I say, but is, is it really busy at 9 a.m.? Does everybody have to be in the yeah. office or in, in, in the workplace at that time? Or can it be flexed? And I think a lot, a lot of people actually are already doing these things anyway without their bosses knowing. Um, and actually, I'd encourage the um, business owners and small and large companies to, to look at that and find ways that they they can help their staff work flexibly. How, do, how does it work at clock, Sid? Do I, do I say, look, listen, uh, boss, uh, ne- next uh, Thursday, my kid's in the school play at two o'clock. So could I leave at half one, but I'll come in Friday a couple of hours earlier? Is that how yeah. it works? Yeah, absolutely. Wow. And, it, and I think the challenge with this is that if you've got... With flexibility comes responsibility. And what we find is that people realise that if they want flexibility on their, when they need it, that they're going to have to support their colleagues when, when, when they need it. And so you get people helping each other out a lot more and a much more grown-up way of working. And I think if you treat people with respect and, and, and trust they, uh, and responsibility, they're, they're trustworthy and responsible. And it, it, does it create a better working environment, in your opinion? No. Of course it does. Yeah. You know, it's, it's um, you know, and, and if you get people to be part of the solution, you give them a challenge and say, listen, we've got to get this this thing done, whatever that is, what's the best way of doing it? And they'll come up with ideas that you wouldn't even have imagined. And, um, yeah, you've got happy people, happy staff are there working, uh, working better for clients, working better for themselves. And, uh, yeah, just we, we, need to, we need to get out of this idea of, of you know, presenteeism. And the you know, people say, look, you give, give them a responsibility and they'll, they'll rise to the challenge. Sid Nadim, founder of Digital Agency Clock, thank you very much. Joined now by Marcus Mason from the British Chambers of Commerce. Uh, morning, Marcus. How are today's changes likely to work in practice? Well, I mean, first of all, what I'd say is, um, you know, we're, we're very supportive of flexible working. And in fact, as was mentioned earlier in your interview, um, businesses across the country are, are using this already, and many of our members as well, often informally. So in a, in a way, this change in legislation is perhaps unnecessary because we all, we're already seeing this across the country um, uh, becoming more and more standard practice. I think in terms of the um, immediate effects of this legislation, you know, there are some issues, and in some ways it could backfire. Um, most importantly, um, the, 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 those most in need of flexible working, so parents and carers, um, may find themselves in a situation where they, they struggle to get the flexible working that they need. Because with the new um, legislation, each request for flexible working has to be dealt with equally. 
Um, Bosses, means... bosses can't prioritise, can they? So if, 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 a, if a, a, a mum who's got a kid wants flexi time and also just some bloke wants it, that they've got to put their names in a hat, haven't they, and pick it at random? That, that, that's right, and I think that could cause a real issue for those that need it the most. And, you know, many of our members are saying to us, you know, will it become illegal for, for, for me to give priority to people who are parents or carers? And at the moment, it appears that the answer is yes. All requests need to be treated equally. And as a result, um, uh, we may have a situation where flex- flexible working, as a result of this legislation coming in, could become more difficult to access for those that need it the most. I think that would be a real shame. I mean, on top of that, um, this, this, um, this legislation will also bring about a huge amount of new claims which will increase red tape and, uh, and, 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 process, and processing time for small businesses in particular. Um, it will also probably increase the number of uh, formal requests, discrimination claims and grievance claims um, as employees, you know, bring up grievances against um, uh, other employees who have, um, who, who have taken flexible um, uh, time. Um, so I think there's, that, you know, whilst we're obviously very supportive of, of the idea of flexible working, in practice this legislation um, still really needs to bed in and I think it, the onus is on the government really to explain how the law will work in order to avoid confusion in businesses across the country. I mean, first of all, um, it's, it, it needs to be clear that this is a right to ask and not, uh, that's not to be confused with the right to have flexible working. And I think in some cases people may be getting confused about that. And then, as, as, as we talked about earlier, it's really important that um, the government gives guidance on how to prioritise, if at all, requests uh, for flexible working. Marcus, thank you very much indeed. Uh, Marcus Mason, 08459 555. It begs the question, Catherine. Yes. Can I come in at 10 tomorrow? No. Disappointing. Disappointing reaction. But I've got the right to ask. Yeah, I'm glad you did. I have the right to say no. Hang on a minute. You're not the boss of me. Yes, I am. Are you? Mm-hmm. Thank you. Are you really, though? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Deal with it. What about my boy boss and my lady boss, as my son Well, yeah, they're the boss of me. You don't need to worry about that. Flippin' heck. Who am I the boss of? Scoins. Mm. Justin? I'm the boys of Kelly. The boys? The boys. <laughs> I'm the boys of Kelly. OK, you could be the boss of Kelly. Yeah, nice one. Where is she? She's fired. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 London bound at Junction 1 for Staples Corner. One lane is closed after an accident and that's causing queues on the approach at the moment. Also the London bound M1 looking slow between Junction 11 for Dunstable and 10 for Luton. The M25 anti-clockwise very heavy between Junction 22 for London Coney and 15 for the M4. Also on the speed sensors, the A1M southbound, very slow between Junction 8 for Hitchin and 7 for Stevenage. On public transport, the Metropolitan Line has no trains running between Chalfont and Latimer and Chesham after a signal failure, but the rest of the line running OK. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice! Ah, dearie me. So, would Jesus be giving the thumbs up to gay marriage? 
Will you have open arms welcoming homosexual couples? Elton John seems to think so. What do you think? Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, police review gypsy policy after officer sues them. Bedfordshire MP back in Cameron in Europe row. And Hearts Police remove World Cup Twitter messages. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thames Valley Police is reviewing the way it treats gypsy Roma traveller communities after one of their own officers, who is of Romani descent, sued them for racial discrimination. Jim Davis's case has now been settled out of court. Barrister Jack Feeney represented Mr Davis. The police have and again, the discredit to them, they facilitated uh, the Gypsy Romney Traveller Police Association, which Mr Davis is chairing, uh, and that's effectively uh, a body to protect current police officers who are of a traveller ethnicity. Second, I think, to improve links with, between the police and the traveller community generally. And thirdly, hopefully, to encourage more uh, people of traveller ethnicity to become police officers. David Cameron says he won't give up his fight to reform the European Union, despite failing to block the nomination of Jean-Claude Juncker as the next President of the European Commissioner. European Commission Conservative MP for North East Bedfordshire Alistair Burt, a former Foreign Office Minister, says there could be advantages for the UK. I think there is all to play for from here. There will be some compensatory feelings on the side of those who have supported Mr Juncker, even though uh, it's clear he wasn't uh, the preference for many of the leaders, but they've worked with the system that there is, and that might therefore play to David Cameron's advantage. A Buckinghamshire pensioner who suffers from dementia has been found after driving to London from his home in Flackwell Heath. Police used ANPR cameras to track eight-year-old Bruce Adams' journey into the capital yesterday morning. He was found by Met Police officers yesterday afternoon. Every employee in the UK who's worked for more than six months has the right to request flexible working hours under a new law that comes into force today. Until now, only parents and carers have been eligible, but it's been extended to include 20 million workers. The Deputy Prime Minister, Nick Clegg, says flexible working can benefit employers and their workers. Everybody's entitled to ask for that flexible working. Employers are duty-bound to consider them reasonably and experience shows that where employers and employees talk to each other in a sensible manner, nine times out of ten a solution is found and nine times out of ten it actually helps the company as well. Anti-crime messages posted during World Cup games by Hertfordshire Police on Twitter have been taken down following complaints. The force chose to raise awareness about fraud when Nigeria were playing and drug dealing when Colombia were in action. Hearts Police say it was never their intention to cause offence. Former well in Hatfield councillor Buki Olawoyan is one of those who complained. You're using the Nigerian flag and you specifically mentioned Nigeria and not the other countries so that was we, we felt that was not right however they've taken it down and we're happy that at least they're listening and they're sensitive to our complaints in sport Holland and Costa Rica are through to the World Cup quarterfinals the Dutch scored two late goals to beat Mexico 2-1 whilst Costa Rica beat Greece on penalties after a one-all draw the weather mainly dry and sunny with the risk of the odd shower this afternoon the maximum temperature 21 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties BBC 
Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Very friendly people, extremely friendly. There's a very strong sense of community. It's all about where you live. Just an easygoing feel about the place. It's got a fantastic history. And all this week, we're featuring Tring. It's quite an attractive, um, historic traditional market town the big tour of beds hearts and bucks bbc three counties radio it's four minutes past eight guys we can do this i can i can see the finishing line it's it's a a way away but we can make it lots to talk about this morning including well it's a motorway phoning guys What's your favourite motorway? I knew you'd go for that. I knew you would. Ever drank, soaked your feet in or wiped your face with urine? Morning. (laughs) Kids are asking, Mummy, what's urine? It's wee-wee. It's wee-wee. Yep, 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 yep. Ever killed an animal? And here's something. Who uses their landline? Who uses their landline anymore? I've got one. I don't use it. All I get on there are messages from debt collection agencies wanting someone called Nick Parkers. Not me. According to to, uh, the minimum income standards, the landline phone is no longer an essential household item. I don't even know what my landline number is. 08459... Four double five five double five. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. We'll chuck it all out there. See if any of it sticks. Also, Elton John has said Jesus would. Uh, would he said two things. Uh, Catholic priests should be allowed to get married and have sex, and also that Jesus would support gay marriage. I don't know. I don't know. Would he? Don't know the fella. Don't know if the fella existed. Don't know. Lots of you getting very angry on uh, Facebook about those comments. Uh, why don't you give us a call? 08459 455 555. Dave, Dave Luton? Uh, good morning, Prince. Yeah, it's good. Oh, good morning, Joey Coco. Yes, and you. And you. Uh, A1M. Yes, it not a motorway. Ends, it starts and ends at Potter's Bar and starts and ends at Beagle's Way. Well, how can it start... Hang on a minute. Don't, Dave, yeah, you've just said yeah. something ridiculous. Yeah. How can it start and end in one place and then start and end in another place? It starts well, in one place and it ends in another place. No, 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 excuse me. If you're coming down from north, you get on it at Biggles Road. Guys. And you end, you come off it at Potter's Bar. That's the end. That, well, no, that's, the, no, no, London, no, that's the start. No, no. If you get, no, so if you're coming from London, yes. you get on at Potter's Bar. That's the start. And you get, and you get off at Biggles Road. Yeah, so that so that's the Potter's Bar is the start and Biggleswade is the end. Yeah, you're going from London. If you're coming Correct. from north, it's the other way round, isn't it? Exactly. Biggleswade is the end and Potter's Bar is no, the start. No. no, if you're coming down from north, yes. it starts all Biggleswade and ends at Potter's Bar. Yeah, no, but where's you, your the, logic? You, okay, all right. Where's listen, you, all right. Where's your you, logic, Dave? Imagine no, you got, no. imagine you got snake and, snakes and ladders board, right? Oh, here we You've go. You got a snakes and ladders board, right? Yeah. And what is it? A hundred squares on no, this? No, hold on. No, in snakes and ladders, you can start only one place. Yeah, the start. But supposing you started at the end, would that be the start? No, exactly. 
Exactly, that would be the end. You're starting at the. You got a book, Dave. You've got a book. Oh, you may not have heard of those. They're, they're a bit. Yeah. Let's let's say you've got a Harry Potter book because you like reading children's literature, right? No, I don't. No, you right. start. You start. You've got oh. the end of the book, right? You're at the last page where it says Annie dies. The end, oh, right? Oh my God, yeah. Are you starting at the start of the book or the end of the book? No, no. Listen, yeah, that's listen. the end of the book, isn't it, Dave? No. So listen. the A one starts at um, Potter's bar and ends at the other place you just mentioned. Look, listen, Hypo Prince. What? Hypo Prince. Are you talking about uh, Joey Coco? You, you, you. Yes. If you if you're coming down from the north. Yes. Well, you hit the motorway A one. For goodness sakes! Right, that's the start of it. No, it's not. The start of it is Potter's Bar. No, it's not. What? what? So where did where did uh, where did they where did they start building it? Where? Yeah. Well, the A1M's been going for years. Well, yeah, but it must have started... They must have built it at some point. Weren't there forever? North. North. They started it up the north. Right, well, then that's the start. And Potter's Bar's the end. Oh, dear, oh... Come on, to say about the A1M. Yeah, I know you're talking about your backside. Oh, by the way, Dennis of Dunstall's going to be very happy now, isn't he, soon? Why is that? Why? When, Lu- when BBC Three goes from Luton to Dunster, yeah, well, if you had to pop in. A BBC Three going there as well. That's going to be a bit of a squeeze if BBC Three and BBC Three Counties Radio are there at the same time. Well, BBC Three Counties Radio is going to be there, isn't it? Yeah. You well, know, is, so BBC, is BBC Three going to be there as well? Well, we didn't say that in the paper. Well, what? Hang on a minute. So, who's going to be there? Three Counties Radio. Exactly. And is BBC Three going to be there as well? No. Then what? Oh, for goodness. Catherine, who let him through? Me. Why? I like Dave. Oh, for goodness. How do you like that? Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. Now, an out-of-court settlement has been reached in the case of a Thames Valley policeman angry at his colleagues' attitudes towards travellers. Traffic officer Jim Davis is from a Romany background and feels it's unfair to use a blanket term to cover such a varied group of nomadic communities. He also felt there was an assumption travellers would be criminals and complained that some officers used the word pikey. Thames Valley Police will now have to review its policies and practices. We can speak now to Romany journalist Jake Bowers. Morning, Jake. Good morning. Jake, what's your reaction to this? Um, well, I think it's, it's, it's always brave for somebody who's part of a big institution to take on the received culture of that institution the way that Jim Davis has and to see it all the way through to the end if, through a legal process. I mean, I think it's a, it's a brave, courageous thing to do. I mean, the, the police is hardly known as being a hotbed of mavericks and radicals, so I'm sure, I'm sure he, felt, he felt very justified and provoked in doing so. He's not, he's not taking it all the way through to a legal conclusion, has he? This was settled out of court. Well, yeah, but I mean, we, we, it, it, it's still it's still a legal con- conclusion. Often, as you know, a lot of court cases, or a lot of legal cases, don't make it to court because because people do resolve their differences in the process, and that, and that that's the important thing as well. Is that Thames Valley Police have obviously held their hands up and said, you know, we've got we've got some learning and some change to do in in this area, and, and that's that's to be welcomed. What words should be used to describe Gypsy Roma traveller communities? Well, I mean, the, the right the right name for, for for the for the group or the person involved. I mean, if your name's not Bob, you're not going to like being called Bob. I'm from I'm from a Romani community, and it's important that I'm known as a as a Romani person or a Gypsy person. To me, they're they're interchangeable terms. A blanket word like like travellers is is a bit of a kind of I don't know. It's a bit of a euphemism. It doesn't really mean anything. But, but you tra- but, but but Gypsy Romas travel, don't they? 
actually, that, and that's, that's probably the nub of the entire point. There are about 12 million Romani people in Europe, and most of them have been long settled, often for many, many generations, particularly in Eastern Europe. I mean, there's now a big uh, uh, Romanian Romani community in Luton, and, and most of them would know one end of the caravan from, from another. So, so that's why it's really important that you get the name rhyme. Another reason is, is that you get ridiculous politicians coming out saying, well, if they're travellers, they should travel. You know, you cannot define ethnic groups just by a particular uh, form of behaviour. So are we, and I, I, I hope I'm not sounding flippant, Jake, I'm genuinely slightly scratching my head and want to make sure I get this right in the future. Sure. Are there any groups that we should label as travellers? Or is, is that an offensive term in itself? Now? No, 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 I wouldn't say it's an offensive term. If there, if there is one group um, that they should be called travellers, it, it, is, it is Irish travellers, because that's how they refer to themselves. You know, just as, you know, if you refer to yourself as English, then, then, then you're English. You know, it's what, it's, 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 the, it's the name that people choose for themselves that, that's most important, I think. What lessons do Thames Valley Police need to take on board, do you think, Jake? Well, I don't, I don't think it's just Thames Valley Police. I think it's actually all institutions, but particularly policing institutions, because they're often at the sharp end of you know the ongoing conflict that there is between uh, Gypsy Roman traveller communities and, 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 and the, re- the rest of society. And, and, and what they need to realise is that in the Thames Valley area, as in many English counties' er- areas, uh, Gypsy Roman traveller communities are often the largest ethnic ethnic group. They need to be treated as such with the respect that comes with a cultural and an ethnic identity. Um, so in the, in the same way that you know, we wouldn't want the police using the N-word about everybody that's black, the word pikey, which is deeply offensive to all of us, should be consigned to, to the dustbin. Um, so, you know, that's one lesson that they should learn. But, they, but you know, it's great that... that um, they're working now with the Gypsy Roman Traveller Police Association, started by Jim Davies um, and, and, and his and his uh, and his colleagues, because they've got the expertise within their own ranks, and it's, it's brilliant now that Jim has started this organisation, so the so that the Gypsy Roman Traveller Police officers that are there that have been hiding their identity because of the stigma can come out and help reform their own institution. Are they going to have many members of this group, Jake? Are there many Gypsy Roma Police officers? Well, I, th- I think that, I think across the country at the moment there's. 50 50 or 60, which is, I'm sure, just the tip of the iceberg when you consider that there is widespread institutional racism against these communities. So for those 50, six, 50 or 60 people to come out is already a brave step because it's proven time and time again that it's, you know, it's going to be really hazardous for your career if you declare that you have an ethnic identity which is perceived by many police forces to be one which is in, inherently criminal. Now, that's an outdated, um, very horrible right-wing view that needs to be challenged, and that's why it needs to come from the inside. It needs to come from Gypsy, Roma and Traveller police officers. I mean, I've been trying, as a community member for years, down where I live in Sussex, and we've had some success, but it's going to be so much more successful if it comes from police officers themselves. Jake, thanks very much for your time. Jake Bowers there, 08459 if you want to have your say on that. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 London bound. There was an earlier accident at Junction 1 for Staples Corner and we've still got queues on the approach at the moment. Elsewhere on the M1, London bound carriageway, slow between Junction 11 for Dunstable and 10 for Luton. We've had an update from Sarah in Olney. The Wellingborough Road heading south is partially blocked near Lily Hill. That's after an accident involving multiple vehicles, making things quite slow as you go through that area at the moment. 
On public transport, there's no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. It's 8.15. It's Monday the 30th of June. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Thames Valley Police is reviewing the way it treats Gypsy Roma traveller communities after one of their own officers of Romani descent sued them for racial discrimination. David Cameron has insisted he can do business with the next president of the European Commission despite campaigning against his appointment. And anti-crime messages posted during World Cup games by Hertfordshire Police on Twitter have been taken down following complaints. The force chose to raise awareness about drug dealing when Colombia were in action. BBC Three Counties Radio. across beds, hearts and bucks. I'm at Bletchley Park today for a very, very important special occasion. For me, being out of the studio is about putting faces to names and bringing to life all that's brilliant about beds, hearts and bucks. If you know the high street here and you've never seen what goes on behind, you really should because it's like a whole new world. Nick Coffer. I think for my listeners, they get a chance to hear about places they may never have visited. In fact, they may never have heard of. And also, they hear the stories from the people that bring those places to life. That is one of the mysteries of Abbott's Langley Fire Brigade. Nick Coffer, across beds, hearts and bucks, on BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. (sighs) That's you. That's me, it is. What a range. I'm like Mariah Carey. I've got seven octaves in me. Aren't you? Aren't I just? By the way, I completely agree with you about the M40. Yes. Isn't it lovely, most of The M40. The M1 is the most boring. It is a very When you're on the M1, there's nothing. Nothing to see. On the M40, some some of the countryside's majestic. On the M1, you do get to see, once you get to about 16, 17, you get to see some nice uh, wind turbines. Which I think are very beautiful. No, they're just before 15, actually. Are they just before 15? On the, okay, on the left-hand you. side. Yes, I think they're nice. But the M40, it, I think it's a great... There's a boozer beautiful. on there, so you can start off with a few when you, beers. It, if you ever go to... Because uh, the only other time I use the M40 is when I go up Vista. Yeah. Oh. And, um, yes. you know, there's that bit where you kind of cut through, oh. and there's the all uh, big chalk banks on yeah, either side. And yeah, yeah. And then you come round the corner, and yep. then there's the most breathtaking view over the English countryside as you, of Oxfordshire. Wonderful, yeah. Oh, that's a beautiful part of, uh, it's great. of the world. Very rarely congested, the M40. M1 all the time. M4, oh, don't even get me started. A terrible road. Yes. Terrible road. Yes. M40 straight, straight through. I've loved your uh, your motorway chat this Thank morning. Thank you very I, much. I knew it. Would, I knew it would take off. Yeah, shame they've been... not gone for the slightly more <laughs> serious stuff. But I'm not fussed by that. I know my audience. No, it's really nice. It's nice. What's on your show today? Are you going to carry up... on the motorway discussion? No, no. no we're, we'll leave that you at can nine. Have it if you want, I won't. Oh, it's very it. kind of you. No, but I, th- I think to be honest, by nine you'll have done I'll that. I'll come on and talk a bit about it if you want. Will you? I'll be happy to. Oh, great. No, we're going to talk about this uh, this local story regarding the police officer. Oh yeah. Who has managed to take successful legal action? Oh yes. Um, against well, nearly against Thames Valley Police. They settled before it got to that stage. From nine this morning, I'm going to be asking: Do you think more should be done to stop people being racist towards? Gy- 
gypsies and travellers. Thames Valley Police have reached an out-of-court settlement with an officer who accused them of racism against Romani gypsies. Romani traffic officer Jim Davies, he sued the force for racial discrimination, arguing other officers used the word traveller in a negative way to describe anyone from a traveller, gypsy or Romani background. He also said colleagues would use the word pikey when describing Romani people and that this kind of prejudice is not unique to the police. Mm. It's found across society as a whole. From nine this morning, I want to hear your views on this. Do you think more should be done to stop people being racist towards gypsies and travellers? I wonder whether there's anyone listening to the programme this morning. There are two groups of people I'd like to hear from. Mm -hmm. I'd really love to hear from any travellers or gypsies or Romani gypsies who are listening this morning and you can give me some examples after nine as to what you've experienced, what prejudice you've experienced, what you have to put up with on a daily basis. Are you one of those people that actually you keep your background private and secret Mm. at work because you don't want to face discrimination? I also want to hear from people who, who admit that they are racist, towards gypsies or travellers or Romani gypsies. And I wonder whether some people, they they feel uh, it's almost like a strange dichotomy because on, on, they would never dream of being racist towards a black person or an Asian person, but yeah. they say, you know what, I am a bit racist towards gypsies and travellers. I wonder why you think that's acceptable. Mm. 08459 455 555. Do you think more should be done to stop people being racist towards gypsies and travellers? It's the big phone-in from nine. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. 08459 455 etc etc etc. Barbara's in Stevenage. Barbara, what's your favourite motorway? I like the A1M. It's not, no, it's not, that's not a motorway. Ah, uh, well... That the actual origination of that is Roman, because the A1 is the A1 north to York, and if you go into Stevenage, just in front of the Gordon Craig Theatre, lift up a little bit of paving, there yeah. is a cobbles underneath, yeah. which is Roman, and therefore, if you just literally, they, they, followed the, they followed the A1, followed the route of the Roman road. Yeah. I like I like the bit at the bottom because it gets you into London. Yeah, oh, it's a great that bit at the bottom, isn't it? Yes, the bit at the bottom. I remember I remember them digging out at Hatfield. So yeah, oh I've got one more for you. Go on, Barbara. A bend in the road goes round something that isn't there anymore. Sorry. What? Ah. What? A bend in the road goes round something that isn't there anymore. What does what, what does that mean? It sounds like a riddle. No, it is. It's true. Go if on. you go down, if you go down a to country the woods lane, today, country lane, and there's a bend in the road, that there was something there to start with. No, hang on a second. Surely it's just to get you to where you're going. Nope. If you're going somewhere and it's not ro- roads have to bend at some point yeah. to get you to where you're going. Yeah, but if you if you look at the road of, uh, originally, it should be straight. It just goes round around a tree that has fallen down, and then they paved around what, it. What road? Any road. You're absolutely bonkers. No, true. A bend of the road. Go, ask anybody. A bend. All right, of the hang road. on a second, Louisa. Louisa, does it does a bend in the road go around something that didn't that used to be there? 
I don't know, but it sounds like a complex riddle to me. Yeah, you see? So I've just asked somebody and they've said no, but... Shall I ask someone else? Uh, somebody's a bit older than Louisa. OK, well, well, Catherine's significantly older than Louisa. <laughs> Catherine, I mean, you're old enough, literally... Anyway, won't say that, but you know what I'm thinking. Catherine... You know what I'm thinking. I know you are, Catherine, and I'm, I'm a... Oh, gosh. <laughs> what does that hand gesture mean? Catherine, does a bend in the road yeah. mean it's going around something that used to be there? Yeah. Well, you're just saying that just because I was rude about your age, your significant you? I didn't developing age. Uh, but I think Barbara sounds like right. a rational person. Hang on a minute. Colin? Yeah? Right. Barbara's phoned up, and I, as far as I'm concerned, with the greatest of respect, Barbara, has spouted a load of old hogwash. Go on, then. She has said, Colin... Say it again, Barbara, to Colin. That a bend in the road goes round something that isn't there anymore. Quite often it does, yes. <laughs> Ah, ah, ha, ha, ah, ha, 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 ha. He's proving my point, uh, uh, Barbara. No, Don't... I'm proving Barbara's point. No, you're not, Colin. I am. Let me explain why. Barbara. Yes? You're saying this rule is applies every every bend in the road, yeah? N- near enough. If it well, doesn't go around a boundary, it yeah. goes around something well, that isn't there anymore. Colin just said quite often it does. And do you know what? Quite often maybe it does. Yes. But I would say... Maybe only 15%. And also, it's to stop sheep getting bored going on the travel. Oh, you're talking absolute twaddle now. Oh, Barbara. No, that's, that's true. No, uh, no, the Welsh, you wait. You you ask anybody, and that's true. Right, well, hang on a minute. You can't... You can't... <laughs> Barbara, you, you'd be a terrible lawyer defending a murder case. Yeah, no, Your Honour, he didn't commit the murder. You ask anybody, it's true. You can't use that as an argument. That's no, not science. Ask, ask a, a sheep farmer. Hang on a minute. Catherine? Yeah, it's true. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Thank you, Catherine. Barbara, goodbye. Thank you very much indeed. I was, do you know what? I kind of could have gone for the bend in the road, but there are bends in the road, Colin, to make the journey more interesting for sheep. Um, yeah, I, I suppose there is a logic No, there's that. no logic to it. If you've got sheep, you want them to go... Why would you be bothered if the, if the journey is interesting? Because in medieval and oh. older times... They went right across the country, sometimes from <laughs> Wales to London. Right, yeah. Um, and the, mm. they would have to go round obstacles. Yeah. So, um... What? You're it, literally it, just it making words up. You don't know what the next word is going to be in this sentence, do you? Eh? Exactly. OK, so the, the thing about... Barbara, have you gone? No, I'm here. No, is your name Barbara? Oh, sorry. No, she's gone. Good. Right, OK. So, Colin, she was saying bends in the roads mean they're going around something that used to be there that isn't there. Yeah, it she could then be a con- house, a She tree, then contradicted herself. Yeah, I know what could have been in the way. She then contradicted herself by saying the bends in the roads are to make the journeys more interesting for sheep. Why would you do... Who cares whether sheep are bored or not? Well, they did in the olden days. Why? Why? Because they had to go such long distances. Oh. So what, what does a bored sheep do, Colin? It'll try and run away, so you're <laughs> keeping them happy to, to make them more obedient. There are better ways of keeping sheep happy than having bendy no, roads. No, you've got to go back <laughs> hundreds and hundreds of years. Don't forget, you, you, you know, it, 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 these things were dreamed up. Um, we shall maketh the roadeth bendy, so that the sheepeth do not become boardeth. Yeah, quite. OK. You've not called in about bendy sheep, though, no. have you, Colin? 
I called it about telephones, landlines. Yeah, then, apparently, for the first time ever, landlines are not an essential piece of kit anymore. That's according to the minimum income standards, whoever they are. Oh, I don't know. Um, but uh, I use mine all the time. Um, it's the cheapest way for me to make phone calls. Have you got a mobile? I have. All right. Uh, and uh, do you know your landline phone number? Yep. What is it? 015. <laughs> Don't actually give it out, you plum. It was a joke. No, I know. I wasn't going to go any further. Oh, you little tease. Anyway, my, my number's readily available to anybody. <laughs> what, what does that mean? It is. OK, so you... you uh, but you're an old man. What, you in your 70s? Hey, are, what? I'm not that old. How, 60s? Late 60s? No. How old are you? 56. Oh, for Colin, why why lie? No, I'm not lying. We're all we're all pulling a shocked face. You have got the voice of a very. Do you smoke a lot? Yes. Yeah, the voice of a very very old man, isn't it? Gravelly. Is that a gravitas? That's what I. I would have said. I would have said seventy-two. It's very distinguished, isn't he? How old do you think his voice sounds? Um, poor. I would say about sixty. 69, Five. 65. OK. Yeah. Louise, how old do you think Colin sounds? And listening, you're never going to speak to him again, so... I think Colin sounds a bit sort of uh, early 60s silver foxish. Oh, yeah, silver foxish. She sounds like... A, oh, OK. Sheila? Good morning. How old do you think Colin sounds? Colin, well, yep. Colin, can you say a sentence? Can, can you say, my name is Colin and I'm 72? My name is Colin and I'm not 72. How old do you think he sounds, Sheila? 43. Oh, for goodness sakes. <laughs> Sheila, what have you called in about, please? Well, number one, yep. there are a lot of people like myself who still have a landline because it's cheaper than having one of those other little things. Um, Older generation? No, no. Uh, in actual fact, if you're wanting to get a mortgage, young people, yeah. very often, if you've got a landline, you'll get one a lot quicker. There's a younger generation Knock, knock, knocking at the door Can we play some Noel Coward tomorrow, please, Catherine? Hello? Yes, hello, Sheila, sorry. Right, so landline... I like a bit of Noel Coward. A landline for me is a cheaper option because I don't use the 101 Texas, so if I've got um, X money on the on the mobile. Yes. Uh, at the end of the month, it drops off, and so I haven't spent it. So the landline is cheaper. Okay, mm. but again, it's it's a generational thing. I mean, um, you're in your late sixties, so I would imagine that um, that the people younger than you, significantly younger than you, wouldn't have a landline. I've got a landline. I've well, only got uh, the landline can, so I could have the internet. Can I tell you as well? Yeah. Well, yes. Again, again, that you, you might have to have the landline or the line, yeah. so that you can use the internet in yeah. a particular way. But, but I don't make phone uh, calls but, on it. But my my goddaughter actually it helped her to get a landline oh. to get the mortgage because of the fact that people mm. with mobiles they kind of like they Transitory. can be here anywhere. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And the A one M starts at Edgware because Hatfield is junction three. Thank you very much indeed. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. At the Black Cat Roundabout, there are roadworks on the A1 at the roundabout, which are adding to the normal morning delays, causing congestion back to Eton Soken. Also, we had an update from Sarah in Olney. On the Wellingborough Road, things are slow around Lily Hill after an earlier accident. On the speed sensors in Kings Langley, the A41 is queuing as you approach the M25. And on the M25 itself, anti-clockwise looking very heavy between Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 15 for the M4. 
Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Yes, you are. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Thames Valley Police is reviewing the way it treats gypsy Roma traveller communities after one of their own officers of Romani descent sued them for racial discrimination. David Cameron has insisted he can do business with the next President of the European Commission despite campaigning against his appointment and anti-crime messages posted during World Cup games by Hertfordshire Police on Twitter have been taken down following complaints. The force chose to raise awareness about drug dealing when Colombia were in action. Three Counties Sports BBC Three Counties Radio Andy Murray faces South Africa's Kevin Anderson in the last 16 at Wimbledon today. Murray's match against the 20th seed is second on centre court. More from Russell Fuller. Murray made life as a defending champion look very easy in the first week and having skirted around Saturday's wet weather has another advantage over many of his rivals. As he prepares to face six foot eight inch Anderson, a South African who offers more than just a big serve but may struggle to handle the Murray return, Stan Vavrinka faces the prospect of three five set matches in as many days. Roger Federer and Rafa Nadal's fourth round matches have been postponed until tomorrow, but Novak Djokovic is in action. He faces Joe Wilfried Songa in the match of the day. Holland and Costa Rica are through to the World Cup quarterfinals. The Dutch scored two late goals to beat Mexico 2-1, whilst Costa Rica beat Greece on penalties after a one-all draw. The two will meet in the last eight. Today's last 16 matches are France against Nigeria at five and Germany versus Algeria at nine. Luton managing director Gary Sweet says the money from the sale of Andre Gray will be reinvested into players and training facilities over the next two years. Gray has joined Championship side Brentford for an undisclosed fee. The Hatters say there will be a healthy sell-on should he leave the West London side. Harvard's Jodie Williams missed out on the sprint double at the British Championships in Birmingham. She was third in yesterday's 100 metres after winning the 200 metres on Saturday. And Harvard's Olympic track cycling champion Laura Trott won the British Road Race Championships. Oh, just absolutely incredible. Like, I woke up this morning and I was thinking I really, really wanted to win, but to try and beat somebody like Lizzie Armstrong said it's such an ask and she's been going so well all year and I just thought I just really don't know how we're going to do this as a team but obviously we had a good strong team and everybody played their own part in it and it all came together. And in Cricket's Minor Counties Championship, Hertfordshire resumed this morning on 57 for three away to Staffordshire. That's in reply to the home side's 315 all out. BBC Three Counties News and Sports the next full bulletin is at nine. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Radio. You're lucky because the uh, the phone line for the Kinks tickets doesn't start until... Kinks musical tickets, guys, calm down. Oh, Martin Freeman's doing Richard III. Oh. I bet he'll be very good. I bet it'll be like watching... Do some of those looks. It'll be like watching Martin Freeman as all of the other characters that Martin Freeman's oh, played. Oh, he's sweet though, isn't he? He is very, very sweet. He's, he's, he's going to be a national treasure one day. I like it when he does this. Oh, he does like Physical the... face. The lips. The... Oh, Greggy. <laughs> Did you just hear that? Mm, I just heard that. Someone just fart. <laughs> he does that face, doesn't he? Peter's in Wolverton. Morning, Peter. Good morning, Ian. Peace be with you, brother. Thank you, sir. What can I do for you today? Uh... All I was thinking was that uh, Jesus Christ would have loved the M45. 
because every time I've travelled on the M45, there's not a soul on it. It's an empty motorway. <laughs> Calm down, Ian. That's, that's, listen, you once did a fantastic call about watching your dad, who you'd never seen for years, and then approaching him after he'd been in the post office. I'm afraid this call has trumped that quite considerably. This is the best call you've ever done. Surely, wasn't Jesus like a busy motor? I would have thought Jesus would have liked a traffic jam so he could go out and bless people and then, you know, do, do the, the water into wine and the bread and the, 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 bread and the uh, seafood uh, no. trick. All of that stuff he was really, really tired with. He wanted some peace and quiet in his latter days. Peter, thank you very much indeed there. That's Peter nominating a motorway for Jesus, um, which came as a great surprise. Uh, <laughs> Peter's in Warmer Green. Pete, oh, hang on, are you chuckling? Yeah, well, I was on here at the same time, but I thought I'd better stay quiet because it wasn't a sort of conversation. Or no, you, you like to phone up and have a whinge, don't you? We won't have any flippancy no, no, from you, no, Peter. No, not at all. I like to bring the truth forward, actually. Oh, by whinging. OK. Well, because travellers, various types of travellers... Yes. And some get bad name because of the mess that gets left. Yeah. Now, if they made it a law that they had to register and pay daily for where they stop, and they get the money back if they leave no detritus, if you like... Yes behind, oh. then uh, that would be fine, and, they, and they, they would lose the discrimination that appears to happen because lots of travellers do leave loads of mess, and it cost, and this cost of community is quite high. So if they... Yeah, but, 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 other, but, but, but Peter, in Warmer Green, yeah? other people leave mess, don't you? You go camping. I bet Glastonbury's are right toilet at the moment. Well, they're, they're, actually paid, they're actually paid to go in there, so the proprietors then have taken that into consideration, obviously, with the sum of money that they paid. There is, there is no contrast there, really. OK, what about people when they go camping? Or people when well, they go out... You pay to camp. You pay everywhere to camp. So if the, if the travellers paid money... Yeah. ..when they, they picked up on their sites... Yeah. Then they, could, then they could leave rubbish and that... that, that no, would... I didn't say that. Oh, oh, well, you, just said said, you just said the Glastonbury folk could leave rubbish. No, they're, they're paid for the site. OK, but what, as I'm saying, if the travellers pay for their site, it would well, be OK well, for them to leave rubbish. Well, if they're paid for their site, if they've actually paid for their site, they don't get a refund if they leave rubbish. But if they do leave rubbish, then they don't get a refund on their daily... Bread. Payment. Daily payment, OK. Yeah. No, but not all... Now, this is the confusion, you see. This is why I'm struggling to get my head around this story we've been reporting on a little bit. Yeah. Not all um, uh, travel... We don't supposed to use the word traveller now, because not everyone travels. Well, it's, they are all travellers because they all travel. Well, no, well, hang on a minute, but they don't all travel, and that's what this court case... Well, it didn't get to court, but that's what this case with Hearts Police has, has proved. The fellow was upset, I think, if I've got my handle on it correctly... The fellow was upset. Are you somewhere windy, Peter? Yeah. Yeah, OK. The fellow was upset because he was being called a traveller or people were being referred to as travellers when actually they were gypsy roamers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Roman you gypsies. See, they get regarded as travellers because that was their, if you like, that was the way they, it all started, really, as travellers. They're, they're all over the world, really. I mean, and if you you can't you can't start taking tiny sections of people who travel about 
and say they don't do this, they don't do that, they don't do this. If you've got a problem with people who are not conforming with the normal population of the country, then there has to be something different happening when they, they stop. It's as simple as that. It's got to be a law. What do you reckon, Peter, about Jesus? About Jesus? Well, uh, I don't think enough people follow uh, the, if you like, the commandments, really. Yeah. Well, I, I, find that, I find that very sad. We'll get do, you, people do, you saying, co- do you cover your neighbour's ass? Pardon? <laughs> do, you, do, you, well, do you cover well, your neighbour's ass? Terms, no, oh, because he's probably got it on the beach. <laughs> People riding no. on it. <laughs> <laughs> Has he got a nice ass? <laughs> yeah, well, they they, they, they sometimes uh, mix mix uh, um up and they yeah. they turn from donkeys. Yeah. So he takes he takes his ass to the no, beach and lets people ride no, on it. I won't oh, okay. go no further. No, on no this. don't go any further. But Elton John reckons that Jesus would have um, been well up for gay marriage. Well, I believe live and let live with everybody, really. Oh, good for you. Providing, providing they're not causing huge offence to other people. I don't like, I don't like ladies who maybe paint themselves up and look tartish. But I don't like men who do the same thing. So that don't make me, I don't, that don't cause me to, to discriminate against them. I still don't like uh, gay men who make themselves look tarty. Have you seen the talking? Of, all right. Pardon? Have you seen the pictures on the front page of Dolly Parton at Glastonbury? Oh uh, yeah, I think she's magic. Well, hang on a minute. She looks with the greatest of respect to Dolly Parton. She's painted herself up and looks a bit tartish. Yeah, and she and she tells you so as well. <laughs> Peter, thank you very much indeed. Uh, she, she does fair do. She, she says does. it costs a lot of money to look this cheap. Yes, she does. You know that clip that Simon's been playing in the, the news of Dolly yeah. Parton at Glastonbury saying, well, I've been, I grew up on a farm and I'm used to... Mo-. She ain't been nowhere near mud for the last 45 years. You know it. Amen. You know it. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to uh, give us a call. Morning, Just. Morning, boss. Busy morning for you oh, this morning. Oh, lots going on. I knew. I knew. Oh, listen, just listen to that. That bird tweeting in the background. Beautiful bird, yeah, lovely. Always gone. Uh, may, may have been a car alarm. <laughs> uh, I knew this motorway thing would go nuts. No, I have to say you were absolutely yeah. spot on. Didn't, well done. Didn't say, I didn't say it would be interesting. No, no. I just knew it would go nuts. Yeah, well done. Have you ever um, wiped your face with wee-wee? Uh, yes, once by mistake, many, many years ago. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> can we talk about this later? No, we can talk about it now. We might as well talk about it. I won't speak oh, to you in no, the office. You know no. I can't stand you in real yeah, life. That's true, that is true. By mistake? Yeah. What, yeah. how? Uh, well, I kind of wiped myself and then um, I had some sweat, so I used the same tissue by mistake. I was in a hurry. You may have been able to hear Catherine screaming through the glass then. I mm. certainly did. Mm. So you... Long time I don't ago. Want, I, we, we, I, Alcohol I, was involved. OK, all right, let's... Uh, Move ca- on. Catherine, can you sum that, that uh, story up in one word? <laughs> there we go. Justin, we've been sending you... It really is uh, an odd show this morning. Mm. We've been sending mm. you out to ask uh, about Elton John's comments. Mm. 
he was speaking in an interview yesterday uh, on Sky, I saw uh, parts of it, uh, that Jesus would have been uh, okay with gay marriage. I never quite understand when people say, oh, this is what Jesus, Jesus would like it, because... Yeah. Everyone's got a contradictory thing to say. It's very strange. Very, very strange. I mean, Elton John, I'm a big, big fan of his. I think his music's fantastic. But, Elton, what have you done again? Um, So, this morning, I've been asking people, do they agree with Elton John when he said that Jesus would have been a big supporter of gay marriage? It's um, provoked some interesting answers, let's just say. Here's what people have told me this morning. That is wrong, completely wrong. Jesus would never, ever support gay marriage. If you go to the Bible, there's no way it's written there that God loves gay marriage. So Jesus will never support gay marriage. God created man and Eve. Man to get married to a woman. A woman to help a man. Not a man to get married to a man. Would you lose friendships because people you know were gay? If you found out some of your friends were gay, would you not talk to them again? No, not at all. I would try as much as possible to, you know, to, you know, to speak the words to them. To let them know what they are doing is wrong, biblically, because from my, my own perspective and my own religion, mm. it is wrong. And if I should open the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, there's nowhere the Bible, Christianity, in support of gay marriage. Mm. So I will try as much as possible to speak to them, you know, to win them over, to see... To win them over? Yeah, to bring them wow. back, you know, to bring them to Christ, to know what they are doing is wrong. Do you yeah. not think you're living back in, in 1920? Not, not at all. If we believe this nation believe that they are a Christian nation, just like they claim, then they are not doing what the Bible says. Um, controversial. I really don't know. I, I don't think so, but, I mean, I'm not Jesus, so I have no idea. Why do you think he wouldn't have supported it? I mean, if you read in the Bible, there's everything against, um, you know, man-on-man or woman-on-woman relationships, so... I don't think it's something that would have changed if it's something that's, you know, been in the Bible for so long. Do you believe in it yourself? Um, I don't oppose it. I mean, it's personally not for me because I'm not gay, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't look down or judge anyone that, you know, did it. Yeah. Not at all, no. He wouldn't have supported anything to do with gay marriages, I wouldn't have thought. I don't believe in God myself. I do believe there is a higher power than myself, but I don't believe there's a God. I think from what you're telling me as well, I don't think you believe in gay marriage either, do you? No, I don't. I don't believe in gay marriages. Um, but just as long as they leave me alone and I leave them alone, what can you do? You can't change... As long as they leave you alone? Yeah, I can't change the world, can I? As long as they leave you alone? Yeah, as long as they leave me alone and they get on with what they're getting on with. That's how you see gay people? Yeah, yeah, just let them get on with it. They're human beings, though, aren't they? I mean, you're talking about them as if they're a a different breed. They are human beings, but they get on with what they've got to do. Justin, excellent stuff. Thank you very much. Last 15 minutes of the show, if you want to have your say on that or anything else, 08459 455555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. At the Black Cat roundabout, there are roadworks on the A1, which just before the roundabout, and they're really adding to the normal morning delays. Congestion going back to Eton Soken. Also on the sensors in Newport Pagnell, the London Road very heavy as you head towards the M1. The M1 itself, London bound, still looking quite slow around junction 10 for Luton. On the M25, anti-clockwise, still extremely heavy this morning with delays between junction 20 for Kings Langley and 15 for the M4. 
Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you. I've got a cracking email in a second I'm going to read. Oh, you're going to like this one, Catherine. 8.46, it's Monday the 30th of June. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Thames Valley Police is reviewing the way it treats gypsy Roma traveller communities after one of their own officers of Romani descent sued them for racial discrimination. The murder trial of Oscar Pistorius resumes today in South Africa after a six-week break during which the athlete's mental health has been evaluated. And anti-crime messages posted during World Cup games by Hertfordshire Police on Twitter have been taken down following complaints. The force chose to raise awareness about drug dealing when Colombia were in action. Here's the weather with Georgina. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. Well, quite a decent day altogether today, so plenty of sunny spells around with just varying amounts of cloud. It should be largely dry, although there is a small chance of a shower here and there, particularly this afternoon. They'll be quite light, though, quite short-lived as well. We're looking at temperatures reaching 18 or 19 degrees Celsius. And tonight, a fairly cool night again, quite clear skies, but just a blow possibility of the odd light shower, with temperatures down to 10 or 11 degrees Celsius. And another bright start tomorrow with more of that sunshine in spell. A little cloudier come the afternoon with temperatures reaching 19 or 20 degrees Celsius. And we have a mixture of uh, varying amounts of cloud and sunshine through the week, but things really hotting up on Wednesday and Thursday when we could have temperatures up to the mid-20s. That's your latest forecast. Every weekday from three. Spend your afternoons talking about beds, hearts and bucks. It's an amazing venue. If you haven't been to Amstel Park, get along. It's absolutely beautiful. Discussing the biggest stories. In terms of our people, we've invested £5 million to recruit new nurses. In the company of friends. Howard Berry and Brown, Amanda Devlin. Amanda, what have you been watching this week? I went to the Happy Days. And debating the week's hottest topics. The biggest problem is, is actually lack of money, lack of opportunities, poor availability of training. The use of CCTV spy cars to catch people who park illegally is to be banned. Roberto Peroni. Weekdays from 3. BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. So Elton John has done that weird thing that people do where he's come, he, he has said what he thinks Jesus would be thinking. We don't know. We don't know. And there will be somebody else who will say, have a completely contrary view and will say, no, 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 this is what Jesus is thinking. This is what Jesus would like were he alive now. We don't know. It's funny, though, that some people's Jesus is all about condemnation and others it's all about love and forgiveness. Yeah. Yeah. What's your point? Well. Oh. I don't remember the condemnatory Jesus, apart from when he got cross in the temple and threw all the uh, merchants out. Uh, that was righteous anger. Sarah says it goes against the Bible teaching. Hannah says it does. Um, Darren says, tell Nova, amen. Oh, because Nova says something. Oh, oh, what does Nova say? Well, you've got it there. Uh, tell Nova, if Jesus was alive today, I'm sure he'd burn the Bible. Well, I don't think he'd do that. Staniforth, guess he's not got any... Oh, we've done that one. Um, okay, all right, fine. Got an email. Go on. 08459 by the way. Uh, Ian, calling the A1M a motorway when it's just part motorway is more correct than what you and your team, in fairness, Catherine's team, do every day. You usually call Milton Keynes a city. The no, truth I don't. Is it just ain't. End of. Happy to correct you always, Barry Hamill. Well, I've refused. I've, I've stopped calling Milton Keynes a city. I don't city. call it that either. Okay. So, Barry, uh, 
You might need to amend your notes. Well, uh, can I read the email now? I changed one word in the email. Can I read it correctly now? Is it as a swear written? word? Some, you might find it offensive. So I've, you, you heard how I read it there. I've changed it. Ian, calling the A1M a motorway when it's just part motorway is more correct than what you and your team, in fairness, Kathleen's team, mm. do every day. That is painful, and I'll tell you why. It's touched something quite deep. My great-grandmother called me Kathleen till the day she died. And in fairness, she was a very elderly woman. Um, but I was a blood relation. You would hope that she might get my name right, but Barry... Did she not know your name? Kathleen. Did she not know your name? Your great-grandmother? And I was the, only the second one out, so it's not like she'd got bored by then. There were loads more after me. Forget their names, I was the second one out. But you know what I think confused it? The older cousins, Jacqueline. Right. Jacqueline, Kathleen, you well, know, no, and then it went on. She just didn't like you very much. Um, That's the implication. She couldn't be bothered to get your name right, Kathleen. <sighs> well, you know what I'm going to be calling you for the rest of the day, don't you? <laughs> <clears throat> Even though you're wearing your Velma dress. I am not. You totally are. You've got your orange dress on. I wish you brought your glasses in. Velma. Willikers. There we go, you see. 08459 four double five five double five. Last ten minutes of the show, we're asking... And I, I have no idea why. We're asking, what's your favourite motorway? I know. We're also asking, uh, do you agree with Elton John that Jesus Christ would support gay marriage? And there's other stuff. It's, it's kind of been a bit bitty. Bitty McLean. Uh, today. It, it, we've floated lots of bits and pieces around. and uh, Very slow news day. Very slow news day. There's just not anything happening. There was a news, a, a news broadcast on, I, I guess, would have been the home service from about 1938, I'm guessing. And it's brilliant. I'll try and find the YouTube link and post it on Twitter, at Ian Lee. Uh, the fellow goes, no, it's uh, the 8 o'clock news. Nothing has happened today, so here's some music. Wonderful! Why can't we do that more? You know that the BBC and, and Sky and e- even us here at Three Counties Radio, we sometimes, you know, when there's not a lot happening, we sort of pad it out a little. This whole show has been padding. The newspapers pad it out a bit. Wouldn't it be great if the Daily Mail said, Do you know what, we've got no, no stories today, nothing's happened really, there's no spurious made-up health stories that we can come up with, so here are just some pictures of birds. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Or, you, you know, it's just blank sheets. You, you fill in this bit, these bits of paper as you see appropriate. It's up to you. Oh, wait, 459-455-555 is the uh, telephone number if you want to uh, give me a call. Um, Harriet's on the line. Good morning, Harriet. Good morning, Ian. Harriet, what would you like to say? Elton John and Jesus. What, what, a, what a combination that would be. Uh, right. No, I, th- I think Elton John is a complete idiot to say Jesus would say this, because oh. how the hell do we know what Jesus would say? Um, but I think, you know, you can look at what Jesus might have yes. said. Yes, OK. I think if you look at what he did um, through the gospel and stuff, um, what he did was he looked out for people who were outcast from society. So he was looking after lepers and um, prostitutes, like Mary Magdalene and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, yes, he probably might have had a sympathetic eye towards the gay community. A sympathetic... A sympathetic I can't say it. I'll stop trying to say it. <laughs> Catherine, can you say it for me? Sympathetic. That's it. A sympathetic bent That's is uh, as good as an what you might be saying. Yes, yeah, anemone. 
Well, Alan John's quote is, if Jesus Christ was alive today, I cannot see him as the great person he was, saying this could not happen. He was all about love and compassion and trying to bring people together. Yeah. I mean, it kind of makes sense. But then why do some people get so angry at that? And, and I mean, we heard some people speaking to Justin earlier on and saying, oh, no, 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 no. Jesus would have been dead against this. Uh, probably because they can't be open-minded enough to just sort of accept that everybody's different. I don't get the gay thing. I mean, I, I, I get why people no, are gay. No, personally, but I, don't, I don't either, but... No, I get why people are gay. I don't get why people would be so angry about gay people. Mm. I don't get the anger towards yeah. them, particularly if they come from a religious background. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't... I, I, this, it's one of the, the things I struggle to get my head around. Well, you know, the thing is, the, the commandment that Jesus gave us was to love one another as yeah. he has loved us. Yeah. Not not to always be straight. He just... he oh. The one commandment he did give us was love. I mean, yeah, if, the, if, if number eight in the Ten Commandments was... Uh, thou shalt not, you know, have it yeah. away with uh, someone of the same sex, then, all right, fair enough, yeah. we'd, we'd know what the, the what the point of view from the Bible... Catherine's got her hand up. Boyle. Jesus didn't do the Ten Commandments. That, that was God, wasn't it? No, was that was Moses. That was Old Testament God. And then that Jesus, was Moses. Yeah, and then Jesus came, and his sacrifice allowed us to rip apart the veil between God and man and, and have a direct what? relationship with him. Exactly. So, I mean, all the Old Testament stuff was ripped apart. No, hang on, you can't rip apart all the Old Testament stuff. No, you, okay. you say you, That's like saying no. you watch The Godfather 2 and The Godfather 1 is irrelevant. But he wasn't a vengeful God anymore. It's not canon. No, what no. I'm saying is he wasn't a vengeful God anymore that would smite people and demand sacrifices. So Jesus died for God's sins? No, for ours. But, but God was the one smiting. Before, yes. He wasn't going to smite anyone down if you believe in Has Jesus. Has God said sorry to us? Yes. When? With the sacrifice, it was a healing thing. Not for Jesus, it wasn't. Well, yeah, it was, because he was going back. Anyway, we've got three minutes. This is a bit deep, oh, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it is. Harriet, thank you very much indeed. But you say... It's like saying uh, that David Tennant... All of the doctors before David Tennant, none of that stuff counts. Well, of no, course it, it, it counts. does count, but it, it's less... The condemnatory God, the angry God, is an Old Testament one. The New much, Testament Harriet. was all about forgiveness and healing. Bye. It's very confusing, isn't it? Well, yeah, I think sometimes deliberately so. Oh, man, alive. Is it, easy, cause is it easier for Muslims? They've, yeah, only, got the they one, they've only got the one book. Yeah, and there's no... Um, there's no. Well, there is, though, isn't there? I was, I was going to say well. that different readings of it. There's yeah. only one reading of it. But actually, I think well, we've made it pretty clear in recent to, years that some people read it differently. You've got to read it in the original... What is it, French? Arabic. Arabic. It's, sorry, you've got to read it in the original Arabic. Otherwise, you're reading someone's. Tra- you're reading an Earthman's translation. Oh, it's so confusing. I've got an idea, guys. Let's just get rid of it all, can we? I don't know. It's a suggestion. Do you know what I don't understand? Yes. If two people, yeah. whatever their gender, whatever their sexuality, yeah. want to stay together and make a commitment to each other, yeah. isn't that good for everyone? Well, is it? Is it? I don't know. Would, is it? Would you prefer they were running around doing whatever with anyone? Is it? Is it though? I don't know. Isn't it? Uh, is it though? Whatever. I think we've solved a few of the world's issues there. <laughs> you wouldn't get this with what's it called? Wallow off with whale. Was he? Was he called? The only way is whale. The only way is whale. You wouldn't get it with the only. way. You're so lucky you don't live in Essex or wherever. As he's broadcasting his drivel. Don't tell him I said that though, will you? Don't tweet him or anything that I said that. But you're lucky you've got us. He won't be solving world issues. What could we call your program? Um, having it away with Lee. 
Swinging free, Inley. It's really early. Oh, early birds. Ian Lee and his early birds. That's you. That's you today, Louisa. But it'll be Kelly, I'm guessing, tomorrow when she comes down from Glastonbury. No, it's me again tomorrow. Oh, flipping it. She's taking two, two days off. Yeah. Wow, she must have had it's a great... It's a long time to recover. She must have had a great time. Give it some leeway. What? Kelly? OK, yeah, sure, I'll give her a bit of leeway. <laughs> you still doing the... Yeah. Leave it to Lee. Lee and easy. Leave... Bit out. Leave it out. What 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 fun what fun I don't understand anyway we're going off on a tangent and we literally haven't got any time for this guff why didn't we come up with these great ideas three hours ago guys guys we should really talk to each other before the show I think that would I think that might help I believe they call it pre-production travel news for beds cards and bugs BBC Three Counties Radio. Port Pagnall, the London Road looking very heavy as you head towards the M1. And in Hitchin on the sensors, the A602 looking busy towards the centre of town from the A1M. In Enfield, the A10 London bound very busy after the M25. And on the M25 itself, the anti-clockwise carriageway is still very heavy between Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 16 for the M40. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC <laughs> Three Counties Radio. I've been told off. What, why are you telling me off, Catherine? Leaving your mic on. Well, I, I have been leaving it on a bit today. Right, I'm uh, going to phone up and try and get these tickets for the... Uh, okay. the ki- what? Story, we don't need to hear it. It's Jonathan's turn. Get yeah. off. Well, get I know, off. But, OK, but I'm, I'm... Shut your mic. Well, no, I've got Finished. to finish the show, but I want to make sure I've dialed the number so at nine o'clock... Boom, I'm at the front of the queue. Unprofessional. Not unprofessional, not actually very professional. Oh, I've got to put the phone down now. Very professional and very skilled. Think you, you couldn't multitask like this. Oh, bloody, I'm going to crash it. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Absolutely bonkers. Good morning, welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Monday, it's nine o'clock and on today's big phone-in... Do you think more should be done to stop people being racist towards gypsies and travellers? Thames Valley 